Hi, this is Joseph Arthur. Thanks for checking out Come to Where I'm From. Please support us on Patreon, patreon.com slash come to where I'm from. We are an independent podcast, and any contributions you can make are greatly appreciated. Thanks, man. Thanks for doing it. We're psyched. We're very psyched to have you on. Thanks for having me. Oh, yeah, dude. This is awesome. This is awesome. I just love the history, dude. When you talk, you know, because you put it all in my head, Miles was here. I'm so sorry. I'll, I'll just... It's serious, man. In New York, as a New Yorker, yeah. you know, we walk through the city, and I, you know, I, I got down like an hour. I got down here like half an hour early just to walk around. Oh, okay. What's gone? What's here? What's not here anymore? Mm-hmm. I remember there was a there's a Chinese restaurant right around the corner that when Anthrax missed you, were you around back then when we? With Johnny Z. We need to get Missy on the mic. <laughs> you want to Missy? Missy? Miss, Missy Claus, Omega Force Records no. with Robert. No. Yeah, so we, you, I remember we celebrated a big, I don't know if it was the record deal. I don't know what it was. It was a big deal. Johnny took us all out to Chinese food. And I remember getting sick that night. It was wonderful. It was, it was a good night. I, I had really bad, something bad. And I was throwing up the rest of the day the yeah. next day. It was a great Chinese place. Oh, okay. <laughs> Highly recommended. Highly recommended. It's closed now, obviously. Yeah. So there you go. Oh, here we are. Back to life. All right. So what's going on? Uh, reliving my youth, uh, walking down here. Yeah. Well, first, it's the fun of Metro North, as we all know. <laughs> Metro North, you get off. You know, I live in Westchester, so mm-hmm. I come down. Metro North, all of a sudden, there's a water main break in the 60s up there somewhere. Lincoln Center. So yeah. therefore, everything has to in the city has to shut down. There's mm-hmm. no trains. You have these people on the blowhorns. I don't know what they're saying. It can sound like anything you want it to sound like, dude, but it's like, where are we going with this? Nobody's getting any information. People are bumping into each other, which makes everybody angry. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> there's about to be an assault somewhere. So I love New York. You know, yeah. that's, that's what happens. But, um, and then I got down here and I just reminisced. You have the music in right around the corner. That music store, yeah. that's just a great place. I've been, I've been there a million times over. Have you been there yet? No, I don't it's think so. It's just a little music shop around the corner, oh, okay. um, right next to the sexy place. Right there's a like a, a really cool sexy place next to it. Um, What's and, the sexy place? The sexy. I've got the. Uh, <laughs> I want to go to the sexy yeah, place. It's a pussycat. It's called Pussycat something. I remember a, a, lo- a lifetime ago I went in there with yeah, some friends. And me we, too. Yeah. I was, uh, <laughs> You're probably one of my friends back then. I, I've been yeah. in there. It was, it was a good time. Oh, the sexy place. The sexy okay. place. Okay. It's, uh, it's free promotion there, for the pussycat. I don't know what it I didn't want to be seen when I was in there, but yeah, I was in there. Well, we were in there. <laughs> we were drunk, yeah. In fact, yeah. I've, I, I've made donations of vomit all around this area uh-huh. along in my, my youth. So this was a great, mm-hmm. great place to be around. That's what's great about New York, I think. Because like, I've been here for about 25 years or something, and it's like all these different versions of your life when you're walking around yeah. and you have those memories and like the streets kind of house all these memories. Yeah, I mean, Bleaker Bob's, I just mm. walked by where it used to be. Yeah. And that, that breaks my heart. Bleaker Bob's, it was, you probably know, is a record store, a uh-huh. famous record store forever. Yeah. Bought all my records. We came down from the Bronx to come down here to Bleaker Bob's mm-hmm. and buy everything. Uh, every record in the world, you ha- they had it no matter what. Right. And um, when that closed down, that was a turn for me. It's like, yeah. man, all right, they're taking over. Every, something, money took over all of Manhattan, as we know. And mm-hmm. I'm a little bitter about it, yeah, as you can tell through yeah. my voice. Mm. Um, those little great spots... I, that's why I'm surprised the music that music is still here. I still love that that it's here. And Matt yeah. Umanoff closed around the corner as well. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's gone. It, it, that's what's said. You walk Amazing around. Amazing guitars, but overpriced a little bit. But little you, know, bit. you had to pay the rent though. Yeah, and that's that, true. That's, that's the kind of the I way got you a look national at. from there. Did so. you? Yeah, oh, so yeah. you actually went. Yeah. I still have it. So that's awesome. See, yeah. I used to go in there and check everything out, but never buy. Yeah, because it's, it's, it's over the top. It's over the top. It was so cool. Huh? 
<laughs> but it was so cool. Those places, man. But I mean, look at 48th Street. Yeah. I mean, we're going to New York. I'm feel 48th Street is it's all condos now. That oh, used to is be that my, right? That was the place my heroes all shopped. And I used yeah. to read, like, the guys from Kiss were looking, you know, window shopping and stuff mm-hmm. like that. First place I met Paul Stanley in my life mm-hmm. was on 48th Street. And uh, in, in, I think it was Manny's. Remember Manny's on 48th? Mm, of course. Yeah, of course, Manny's. So yeah. um, I was just the kid, 15 years old, mm-hmm. looking, uh, aspiring to... I have to get that, you know, that yeah. guitar, whatever it was at the time. I just needed, I had no money. Mm-hmm. So I was, I worked in the deli in the Bronx. So I came, <laughs> I just look, what do I want and get inspired? I'm going to save my money for that. Mm-hmm. And I had this six foot something man next to me looking at the same guitar I was looking at. It was Paul. It was Paul Stanley, man. The first time I met him, I, was, I had the high voice. <laughs> That would freak you know, me was, out too. I, it I mean, I was this little kid too, you know. And he's like this monster, you know. And those are the days where they wore the heels outside, not only on even, stage. Was he even then he had them. They, they no, no makeup, oh, no. no. But they wore just rocking shop, the makeup, shopping shop with the makeup. Now that's that's a rock star, that's right? Commitment. <laughs> but they, he did. Those guys, him and Gene, used to wear the. I'm mean, Ace. I don't think Ace ever did, but uh, Gene and Paul used to wear those six foot um, platforms. Platforms, yeah, six inch platforms, yeah. which is awesome. You do yeah. good kiss impersonations. I have you? some fun with that. I've been, yeah, yeah but I've gotten told to ceased a little bit. Oh, really? You're not allowed to do <laughs> no, it through, anymore. No, through some friends, not officially, but oh. you know. But we have some fun with it, though. It's but too I, fun. I, I, I mean, your Gene. I heard your Gene one. I didn't know if you did a Paul yeah, one. Well, or not. I do one with you know Greg Gast, the, the comedian. He's, we we do. We had a great argument. We're trying to get on Stern. Stern was talking about having us on, having an argument as Gene and Paul. He was going to do That'd Gene, perfect, and I was going to do Paul and go right into character. <laughs> How you doing? You know, we're going to. That guitar is beautiful. I want to have it. You know, you could do all that stuff and go right into. <laughs> and killer, we would, dude. we have a. I think it was backstage. Keep doing that. Can you do this whole interview <laughs> whole, with Paul? So just yeah. Paul. So I joined this band Anthrax a long. Time time ago <laughs> i could write a lyric it sounds like a post only a long time ago <laughs> that's good that, that actually. actually is it actually is a long a paul stanley lyric is it yeah we fell in love it's all this stuff it's on his solo record uh-huh. tonight you belong to me that's pathetic that i know that no it's but, not but it's i'm a diehard kiss fan me so, too you know, are you, you kidding know, so, great that's one ace's first first solo record that's yeah. my favorite and new then york Paul's, groove new york groove you know, I mean, New York Groove is classic. I'll give you a little a little tidbit on that. Mm-hmm. Do you know my guitar player, Scott Ian? Yeah. Well, Ace Frehley, no, believe I'm it or not. Yeah, you know him. Well, <laughs> mm-hmm. we actually played, Scott and I played with Ace Frehley, New York Groove, at the opening of Yankee Stadium. Before it opened. Damn. Before, they, they asked Ace Frehley, and he asked us to jam it with him. Wow. It was all on tape, but it was great. Uh, you know, that's amazing. So I played Yankee Stadium twice in my life. No, yeah, just you know, that was it. And then the Big and, Four. Yeah. You know, so it was kind of that wasn't that wasn't officially that, but it was awesome, man. That song has cool. like it has some super mojo in it. Yeah, I wish I had the, the groove on that. Don't thing you and, wish you wrote that? Yeah, yeah, just for just for the checks. The yeah. mailbox checks are great. Yeah, yeah. and plus it, it just keeps going too. You yeah, can, I know there's no more radio in New York, but um, uh, rock radio, but. Uh, yeah. Once in a while, you hear it, you know, and it's, it's it's just nice to hear that something brings you back a little bit, yeah. a hit, a rock hit, you know. So that's how you came in through Kiss, basically. Yeah, Kiss. You know, back in the day, uh, growing up in the Bronx, no dad, the whole thing. Yeah, I, I grew up um, made to be a rock star. Yeah, you know, searching, right? You're all searching. <laughs> yeah. You're searching for that. You know, yeah. that people like me, like me. You yeah. know, all that stuff. That's what actors do. I got right? this god-sized <laughs> hole. Who's gonna fill it? I can't fill <laughs> that. I saw Kiss on stage. That yeah. spotlight. You know, that whole mm-hmm. thing, and that, that's you know, for all of us. I mean, that that was a big deal. Yeah. Like, there was remember it was there was Zeppelin all all back back then. It was Sabbath. Yeah. But Kiss on stage, when I saw them on stage, I said that is what I want 
entertaining like that to that that's that size i mean that that was it for me make people feel like make them i wanted people to feel like i felt yeah so that's what made me feel i mean they had for me and i i still say this to this day i still think they had great songs oh you know that's, so people not that's kiss. obvious dude. dude but didn't that's people uh, like come on i know but didn't people like not she? kiss what oh, about she dude Kiss on, Anthrax dude. covered she. Yeah. Oh, we, really? We, I think we did a whole record full of Kiss covers. Believe That's me, that's cool. But um, yeah, I know she walks by moonlight and doesn't really know. Gene does that lower. That was just so much fun. Enchanted starlight. That's another thing. And then this like when she takes off her clothes. Come on, dude. It's like who wrote that lyric? Was Gene around there? Was yeah. it, it's probably Gene, right? When clothes and stuff like that. Yeah. Gene with, with girls and stuff. Mm-hmm. But Gene's calmed down over the years. I mean, he's yeah. married and all that stuff. And yeah. you know, have you seen? Did you see um, the last? What did they call him? The, the, the farewell tour here. Uh, Have you the, seen that? The current one? Well, the, 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 the current farewell. Well, the, I, know. I see. I start, it started in 96. I know. But. It's not over yet. They have dates in 20, 2021. Yeah. But I, I, did, I did hear that they're going to finish it at the Garden. Yeah. They yeah. Finish, finish. With David Lee Roth. Really? As the opener. You know more. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Well, he's opening now, David Lee Roth. Right. right. Well, he just started Vegas residency. I saw the. Fa- I didn't know there's a residency. I thought he was just playing Vegas. Did you know there's a residency for David? That makes sense. Though. I saw the set yeah. list. He always had the good. vaudeville side to him, you know, you know which yeah. was made made him great. When He's when, when the balance is more rock than vaudeville, David Lee Roth is epic genius. Absolutely. When it goes vaudeville over rock, it goes a little pear shaped. Totally agree. You know <laughs> what I mean? Was, but yeah. like, it's that weird delicate yeah. balance. It's I remember like, seeing those guys. <laughs> have you seen Van Halen in the day? Uh, Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, the one thing about Roth, man, he held the people in the palm of his hands. Mm-hmm. I remember oh, being that greatest. kid. Dude, he'd just sit on the PA. Remember, he sit, he sat on the PA. Mm-hmm. The guys would go off and drink and do blow, whatever they yeah. did. And the, he would he would just sit on the PA like, what the fuck is going on tonight? You know? <laughs> right, yeah. And he would just go off. <laughs> yeah. And, and I'm like, oh, I'll tell you later. You know, I, I just, I couldn't, I wanted to answer him. And yeah. He, he <laughs> I'll tell you play. later. I'll tell you later, man. We got to talk. And yeah. I remember... I waited outside to get a glimpse of him. This is 15, 16 years old. I was mm-hmm. back then. And because I was a fan of this stuff. This was great rock star stuff. Yeah. The, Van Halen, I found out, was staying right across the street from the garden where they were playing. And I heard that <laughs> they came out and they were, I heard David Lee Roth was going to walk across the street from the hotel, whatever hotel that is. Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. That's it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He, he, would, he would walk across the street right into the gig. That's what he wanted to do. That's what he did the other night. They played uh-huh. a couple of nights. So I can't, I, there's a big crowd of people. I was just one of the fans just watching. I just wanted to see the spectacle. Yeah. So all of a sudden, and this was in the day, diver down, all that stuff. It was right. nuts. It was crazy time. So you hear from afar, you hear, hey, guys, how you doing? You know, it's, it's Roth, right? He comes yeah. out, you know, his, his whole thing, he's got his hair everywhere. Yeah. And what I didn't notice, what I, I didn't see until I saw people, like, I saw people go, ow, ow, ow. And they, they, I see people going down. And people in front, because I, I was in the back, I, saw, I kept seeing people, ow, ow, and kept hearing, ow. People were getting hurt somehow. Mm-hmm. And he had these two small people, um, security dudes, punching people in their legs i swear to god i saw this this was right in front of me they wouldn't they wouldn't clear a path so he was he was literally punching they would two of them so you see the people running out and you see them going down i said what the hell is there a disease here what's going on he hired two ninjas and dude he walked through and nobody bothered him because he they cleared a path his how's everybody doing he's just saying nobody nobody went up to him because they were afraid they're gonna get hit yeah but those that's that was in that day you can't do that now because there's lawsuits that's funny it was a good time though but 
he went he walked right into the garden kicked ass yeah that was roth you know that's amazing it's interesting when like you talk about kiss and then you associate that with the sort of um missing father too i I, that struck me because everyone brings up or most people from like our sort of generation bring up kiss as like a benchmark but i've never heard anyone kind of associate it with that like needing a parental figure and how kiss facilitated that and they fill they fill the void how, how, can you go deeper into that? Yeah, like, what do you think? Years of therapy like, helps me with this, right? <laughs> and I'll tell you exactly. You know what? Here's what it is. At that that age, you're looking for heroes, right? You need a hero, yeah. And those guys for me were he- superheroes. And I've yeah. told Gene, I've yeah. told Paul this stuff, and to I mean, I'm, they don't want to hear it anymore with me. But uh, oh, really? Because I'm such a big fan, and yeah. what they what they did for me, they filled that void and made me believe in something. Mm-hmm. I guess you know I was scrambled up. This is after years of therapy, finding this yeah. stuff. But I looked to them. I said, man, they are doing something what I want to do. As a father would, I guess, if you had a dad. And showing, oh, my dad's in, you know, whatever he is. He's a stockbroker, whatever. I want to do that. Mm-hmm. They made me see, oh, wow, I want to do that. You know, they were doing something right that made me feel good. Yeah. And uh, I, feel, I feel that's really, it's a, it's a personal thing. But I really, I'll always be thankful to yeah. them for that, you know? That's true. Me too. Yeah. I have a lot of love for them too. Yeah. I, I don't see people like nail them now. I can't, I can't nail them now or make fun of them now. They, they've had this great career. But not really. I mean, yeah. like some people do, but most people, I think, yeah. give it up. I like, know. You just you know got to tip like, your hat. Dude, if, hey, look, if I'm telling you right now, if you and I are 70 years old and playing Madison Square Garden, yeah. we're doing something Fair right. play, right? Fair play, right? Exactly. You, got, you, have, to, you have to learn what to tip your hat and yeah. say, great job. And, no, of course. And just seeing their career and what they've done. Yeah. God, they made so many people, enough of the money, whatever. The money's yeah. there, right? But they did something that nobody else was doing. I mean, they did the Alice Cooper thing, yeah. but they did it in a whole different, crazier they, way. They blew it up. Blew it up big time. Yeah. I, I don't think there'll ever be, there's a lot of people that try to do stuff like that. Mm. I don't think anybody will ever combine that like that. The great music, remember, the great music. Great songs. And great songs. And, you know, Anthrax, I'm babbling on about Kiss here, but Anthrax toured with Kiss on Crazy Nights, on the Crazy Nights tour. Oh, okay. And, you know, I used to look forward to going there early, and they give us sound checks because they were great. And I remember I, we used to wait outside the hallway of our dressing room because those guys used to walk by, mm-hmm. and we'd talk, and, and he'd go, Paul, and uh, Gene would always come up and, and, and just goes, you know what it's all about, Frank? It's all, and we pulled out a wad of dough. It's all about this. It's all about the Benjamins, Frank. And, you know, and, he, had, and he was kidding, of course, but I, it was Gene. But it's also like, you know, he takes flack for that take, but that's a very Andy Warhol take, too. Totally. Like, you get it's that. Like, it's you like, get you know, that. it's yes. the same thing as Andy Warhol was saying. Like, and it's know, honest. And it's a, really honest. In a way, it's honest. And in a way, it almost kind of get, somehow free, it almost frees up the art in some kind of way. Like if you like strip it of any kind of pretension. Yeah, that's you really, know? that's deep. That's good. Isn't I like that interesting? That. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, yes. like and Andy Warhol was a genius in that way too. Yeah. It's almost like, no, just like let's make this cheaper. Yeah. And yeah. somehow, it's open if, it up. You, if somehow yeah. you make it cheaper, it actually has a weird reverse psychology effect that's actually really smart you yeah, know what i, I mean? like that yeah I, that's gonna make me think a little yeah bit. Go like, I, i'm gonna i'm gonna take a my train ride home today that, that yeah. will be with me that's great yeah. yeah that's that's really cool yeah so i i for me with those guys i again 
So we would do this Crazy Nights tour, and I remember during the day we. How long was that tour? About a month, month, okay. and this was great. We were good in friends. America, in America, okay. all around America, and anth- got to remember, Anthrax is different than Kiss, but we had Very, a buzz, you know. Yeah. So I think we scared some people coming in. That was that's great. That's all good. Yeah. But I remember getting there early during the days, and Gene would always be doing something <clears throat> with guitars, and he. One day he was with he was at our crew. He was just hanging out with our crew and playing our guitars, mm-hmm. and he was just going and looked like it was like the Archies. He was holding it so high on him. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was Gene Simmons with his high guitar, and he was playing songs, Beatles songs. Right. He was going through Beatles songs and he was saying, and so you know what it became. You, you know where I got this song from? And he would name a song, like whatever song he wrote. He goes, I got this from this song, this, this Beatles song, and this Beatles. He would go out and name the Beatles songs where he got. He was so heavily influenced from Beatles. That's wild. And, and, it just, and then it all makes sense to you. That's why Kiss is great. Yeah. You know, it's, it's because they went to the Beatles. They tapped that well. Mm-hmm. And, they, you know, and I love it. I love the way they did it. They borrowed. Yeah. It's, it's did, did you hear Ozzy's new song? I heard it. Yes, it's very Beatles. It's very Beatles. You kind know of, kind of Beatles and sort of Oasis. Yeah, it reminded yeah. me of Oasis too, which is not uh, a bad thing. I love Oasis my, too. too. So again, if you love the Beatles, anything <laughs> yeah. that pays tribute to any of yeah. that, yeah. I'm going to push right. and say, look, because more people, please listen to this, everybody. Yeah. Listen to the Beatles. Yeah. More people should listen to the Beatles. That's true. You know, in this life, and I yeah. think better, people will be better off. For every for everything, everybody yeah. loves. Uh, yeah, uh, we just interviewed Al Demiola for the podcast, oh, and awesome. he he just awesome. made a, his second Beatles tribute record. And <laughs> you know, so I, he's all about the Beatles right now. I didn't too. know he was he was a diehard like that. Yeah, I didn't really huge either. Fan. I was. You, a you huge, would never see that. You would never think yeah, that. He's all big, he talks about. Big fan. I met him once. He was a really yeah. nice man. He is cool yeah, as hell. Really, I really loved him. Is he deep? Is he? Yeah, he, yeah. It, it, he was really deep. I like that. Yeah, man. it was it was cool. But he we went to his house. Oh wow. Yeah, in his studio and stuff. Is it is it all done up? I, mean, I can't I can't imagine. It's it must be dope. like oh, yeah, see. it's amazing. It's actually like where you would want Al Demiola to live. See, that's cool. But <laughs> well, we walked in and Joe saw his guitar and he was like, wow. so the black uh, the black Les Paul that was on the cover of like Elegant Gypsy yeah. Sweet. I know that you're talking about. But yeah. you know, Race yeah. with the Devil on the Spanish Highway and all Does that. Does he want shit. to sell that one or? <laughs> no, I don't think so. Maybe I'll we ask him. Could have walked out with it. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna go back actually because I'm gonna. Teach him how to use a loop pedal. Oh, he doesn't know. No, he doesn't know. Like, and I'm like, dude, you're like the guy that should be looping, like, because his sense of rhythm is yeah, crazy. He, he just has it, and he, he can yeah. fit everything in. You yeah. know what I mean? He fits everything in. Yeah, but he says about. he wants some. He he's interested in having an accompaniment. Like, he's interested in. Oh, he's experimenting now. Again, yeah, experimenting. That's cool. so you never yeah. age. See, I love that. You never age. You just well, keep you, growing. You are like that. I hear you. Well, thank you. In, always think talking about how you're still hungry and oh, then yeah. also um altitudes and attitude yeah is, is that how i say it yeah it's good uh, okay because yeah. sometimes I think it's very hard to say altitude. we yeah. call it a and a for sure a and a yeah yeah it's, yeah like that's a vital record thank you man. yeah man yeah, the songs are great on that are you, you. writing really, those coming songs? from you thank you so much from that i that sincerely that feels good thank oh you. man i mean it thank are you, you writing those songs yes Damn, most of dude. them yeah other than two of them yeah so yeah I'm very proud of it. Great work. On that, that was a lot of um, a lot of time. You know, you have all this stuff built up. Yeah. And being in the band Anthrax, you can't put songs like that on the record. No. Yeah. Well, they're hard, but they they are they do seem more poppy. More. Yeah. They, this is like, I I mean this in a good way. I don't know if you're gonna <laughs> take this the bad way, but it it reminded me of like almost like 
um, a harder version of the Foo Fighters. I take something. that as a great compliment. Okay, yeah. good. Yeah, good because it's meant that way, and because yeah. it's like it's real great songs, you I, know. Thank and it's you. like, that, it's and it's also about. somebody coming from a band that's like, oh, that guy writes killer songs. Thanks, like, man. Yeah, yeah. It's coming from you, that means a lot to me. And to tell you the truth, it's um, when I hear people, even Anthrax fans, yeah, say that they, wow, I didn't know you had this in you. That is the ultimate payback right there, you know, because I never did this. Yeah. And well, what's cool too is it's got a hardcore thing. I, is that what you? I don't even know like the different facets of what how you classify metal, but yeah, it's me got either. a hardcore thing. Mm -hmm. But it also is, is like a guy like dealing with like like an old like somebody of our age yeah. like dealing with those issues in the lyrics and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, dude. Which know, is which is different. Yeah, it is. It, it thank you for that. And yeah. for me lyrically get it out i mean that's why yeah. the record's called get it out yeah uh, literally i'm like even now i'm writing now and i'm going through some series like family life stuff you know yeah me too my dude. mom's sick so i'm mm. going through all that stuff right and i can't believe the stuff that's coming out lyrically uh -huh. i'm like oh my I, maybe i should maybe that's too personal yeah maybe, you know you ever, you ever do that you ever yeah. do like maybe that's too much and i should people aren't i'm sorry that's yeah. been on you sorry right. but I'm getting emotional but yeah. uh, <laughs> you just want to pull it back and they say no i shouldn't pull it back because yeah. maybe someone else is feeling this yeah and needs help with dealing with it maybe it could help somebody help somebody. have you ever read this book by Brene Brown called Daring Greatly no well this this author Brene Brown she also gives like TED talks on vulnerability it's kind of exactly what you're talking about wow. and how like the power of vulnerability and how like that is where our courage is yeah. you know in, in being vulnerable like what's seen you know especially like for dudes like oh it's weakness but it's not it's the opposite it's cur it's courageous yeah. to be vulnerable yeah I mean, don't you feel a need to get and for me i, I need to it's like cathartic yeah. it's totally cathartic to get it out and and literally just look you could be crying during lyrics or whatever it is mm -hmm. but if, it, if your musical piece makes you feel like that and yeah. it's, it, this i can get i can let it out now on this yeah. it's the platform yeah. that's the way i feel like with 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 altitudes and attitude it was a great platform just to get all of my you know my father taking off all that stuff then you have the abandonment issue i have a lot yeah. of abandonment issues obviously i'm yeah. all screwed up but uh, a lot of therapy but i think i think music is a great therapy mm -hmm. it, it gets it it gets it to a good place where you can you can almost balance it out even for for people a good really good friend of mine um can <laughs> he wrote me the other day and it really hit me uh my friend tim i didn't expect this from him he said a song i did uh a piece I did it was a hidden track on an anthrax record it was from my brother Anthony who, was, who passed away and he mm -hmm. was murdered it was a horrible story long story short cathartically I needed to get this out and anthrax were, they were great enough for me to let it on a piece it wasn't an anthrax song at all mm -hmm. but it was also it was a hidden track that a lot of people found right. and a lot of people dealing with their Loss, loss, their yeah. loss. It helped a lot of people. So a good friend of mine, yeah. just last week, he hit me up with this. He says, I want to let you know I never told you this. Yeah. But it really made me feel better about things. And then yeah. for me, that's it. I'm done. That's right. really, What else do you need? That's it. What else do you need? You know, it's not, it's not a million dollars in that. Yeah. That's the million dollars for me. Yeah. That's, that's what you need. You know, that's, that's true. So it makes you want to do the next part. Doesn't, doesn't want to make you write more songs. Of course. You know yeah. what I mean? When you get an inkling that what you do can help others, there's no, there's no, there's no better motivation. No drug, right? No drug can do that. And it, no. it makes you want to take responsibility for your own life too. And like really totally make right. sure you take care of yourself. And like, because I find that, I can be more giving, more courageous, more vulnerable, the stronger I am and the better I'm doing. Like when I like,
go two steps forward. I take a step back and start doing old behavior, addictive bullshit or whatever. Right. I get weak. I start like hiding away. Yeah. And then like, I, you know, it's like, it's fucked up. I, so I, but then it makes me go like, nah, man, I got to get the eye of the tiger yeah. back. I got to get my shit together. Because you've been there, right? Because yeah. you say, I oh, want yeah. that back. Yeah, say, I'm, I'm not going back. I want back. that back. I yeah. want that back. And that's, that's uh, the hunger. You just, you just yeah. found the hunger. The hunger, yeah. yeah. I love that hunger. Yeah. It's, it's addicting. It it's is. It's totally addicting. I can't wait to get back into that place. Like, I mean, I'm, you're, you're in a writing mode. You get in writing modes, I'm right? I'm in one right now. Me too. Yeah. I love that place. That's the best place. It's, it's right? the best. So to talk to you for me right now is, yeah. is big because yeah. I, I totally see where you're at. You know where I'm at. And it's yeah. like, wow. I feel like something good is going to happen. You know, you're just yeah. looking forward to something. Right. That's a big deal. It is a huge it, it's deal. A it's deal. it's it's something to be very grateful for. Yeah, it's all the work you do, like the therapy and all that, is to kind of maybe land you in that place where you can be sort of in the flow state. I because believe you're right. All the self destructive bullshit, all the other stuff, gets you out of the fear. Yeah. It's basically faith and fear. Like totally. if you're like wrapped in fear, you can't move. It's yeah. like you're just in this toxic yeah. goo. You're frozen, and you yeah. can't you can't experiment. So, you can't experiment. You can't yeah. even move. Sometimes right. you can't move. And yeah. the, the, you said the right thing, courage. It's all about just yeah. dipping the toe in the water mm-hmm. and let it, one step at a time. I mean, even that, you, you've probably been like this. You just don't, some days you want to pick up a guitar. You don't want to pick up a guitar. Uh, there's like some years I don't want to pick up a guitar, dude. <laughs> like more than days. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's, like, it's, like, it's so true. You know, you know, like, I, dude. I mean, and then when you get the flow state back going, you're just like this is not that hard. What what the fuck? What, <laughs> what was, was the head game <laughs> that I played for the last five years yeah. that like prevented this or whatever yeah. it was? You know what I mean? Like, I think it was more. Sometimes you're going into like a depression. Some kind of you know. Depression sometimes, is you know, a big thing. So I'm, yeah. I'm, I also say to myself sometimes that I have to, did I have to watch all those Andy Griffith shows in a row and just you're getting to that zone oh, and so you're yeah. not you're not getting away from the TV. It's like because I'm a, I'm an old hole. school. Yeah, I'm an I'm an old school. No, I get it. You know. But yeah, like when you're just sitting around procrastinating totally. for 20 years. Uh, it's like, what are you doing? Uh, it's like, dude, come on. Dude, when please I. Please get off the fucking couch, yeah. dude. And it is. And I hate, you sound like a, you feel like a bum. You feel like a bum and you say you're a bum, right? Oh, I, you know, man. I'm like, all right. But I know something good. This will get me, you know, it'll get me built up to get there. Yeah. But, you know, for, like when I come off an anthrax tour, I don't see a bass. Right. You know what I mean? Because all yeah. you do is play all day. Uh-huh. You know, well, I don't play all day. When I go to the show, I pick up a bass and you start play playing. Yeah. Then the show. And then you kind of, that's good. Yeah. I'm good. And then you just want to, when I go home, it's like, this just chill now. You yeah. Know, let it all rebuild again. Maybe that's mm-hmm. it. You want to rebuild that, that hunger. Yeah. You know? And then the creative thing, like when you play live, here's my interview for you. Okay. When you play live, do you have to cut off the writing portion, like the creative like, do you just have to go into that zone? You know, nah. are there two different zones? Not not really. Hmm. Not re- not necessarily. That's interesting. I, I don't know how related it is. Okay. Like, it's not clear cut for me. Like, there are definitely times when I've been on tour and haven't written anything. So you and do write on a, tour? Yeah, because I guess I'm in the state more, but yeah. not, not more not recently, I guess. Right. Back in the day I did, but I'm just re- finding songwriting again, I feel like. That's great just now so how does that feel like it feels amazing is it roll does it roll in one to it's another just i'm not you know? overthinking it i'm just yeah, writing yeah. And, and you just like you write more song like just write another song and don't judge and don't judge it yeah. and don't just write a fragment and then stop actually yeah. fucking finish it yeah just fi- but it's so simple until it's impossible yeah 
That's the so you know, and then it's like <laughs> it's so it's simple. So, it's impossible. That's it's a so good line. That's a good line. Yeah. Dude. Because you go back, and for me, I have to keep going. If, I'll just finish it. As you said, that's a great point. Yeah. You finish it, but if you're not happy with it, you, you you find yourself going back to it and say, "I have to. I don't like that one part." And I'll just keep trying something over yeah. it. You know, I just I have to finish it, and then try different things. If I wasn't mm-hmm. really secure with it, you know. Yeah. But um, that that's just what happens. Uh, I don't I don't look too deep into it. But sometimes I'll just leave. You ever put stuff away? Mm-hmm. Oh, of course. And not go back. And they say, "All right, oh, remember that?" Yeah. And then you, I like that riff from that, and you start piecing together, mm-hmm. right? That works too. Yeah. But I find oh. it interesting with you with with the live part. So mm-hmm. the live part, like when you you play a show, mm-hmm. would you go home? I mean, did you go into the hotel that night? Would you start writing right there? I mean, I have it back, more back in the day. Like, yeah, yeah. I haven't more done that as recently. I don't think. Yeah, because when I go back to the hotel now or the bus, yeah, number one, there's other people on the bus. Yeah, you just want to chill. You just want to have a beer or whatever, just mm-hmm. whatever you do, and coffee, whatever, and then just hit your bunk. Because yeah. when it gets loud, and I just don't want to deal with people, right? You know, and bunk and start the next day. Yeah. The mornings, the mornings are creative. Are you creative in the mornings? More recently, yeah, because that's like you get older. You get older. Yeah, yeah I like the morning time. Yeah, dude. Because yeah. I, you know, I get, yeah, dude. I get up at six in the morning mm-hmm. uh, with a kid. You know, send right. them off to school. I drive them to school seven thirty, eight o'clock. Yeah. Go to the gym, try to get these love handles off, uh-huh. and then I and then I go right into the guitar. Yeah. Only if I feel it, though. If I, you know, no, you pick it up. If you don't feel it, right. right back later you know that's that's just the way it feels yeah and i don't try to push it yeah but uh, yeah you, what does your day consist of i like this well okay i i do yoga every day yes i i went to hot yoga before this nice yeah so you like hot yoga i do hot yoga nice and yeah here's here's a question uh-huh. i mean not to sound disgusting <laughs> okay because i went to a hot yoga class once uh-huh. this is why i don't go to hot yoga anymore okay because <laughs> i'm just being honest the man in front of me uh-huh. was a man uh-huh he had no underwear on uh Yeah, he had no underwear. <laughs> uh, that's all I'm going to say. And he had loose shorts. That's oh, all I'm man. going to say. And things were dripping. Oh, no. And this, and that, that's disgusting in every way. And the visual is even worse, right? But imagine being there. Well, this, I'm, sure you lo- I'm sure there's a lot of great clean classes around, but this man was, mm-hmm. shouldn't have been there. That's a true story. That's unfortunate. <laughs> Maybe you should try again. <laughs> I brought Ehud there I one time. Once. He did it once. It wasn't think? that hot. <laughs> what do you mean? It wasn't hot in the. I wasn't sweating. Really? Yeah. What's the? Was he doing it wrong? Is that why? No, I think I did. No, he did, did good, good actually. Yeah. It was yeah. the first and only time I've ever tried yoga. Yeah. I, I do yoga three three times a week, and I, I belong to Bally, so it's one of those classes. Uh-huh. You know, it's one of yeah. you know, twenty four hour fitness. What are the gyms called? And I've been going to her forever. That that actually helps me stretching wise because yeah. i'm 54 now so it's not oh really yet. looking good dude uh, thank you oil volet yeah <laughs> it's uh, no um but i do like i'm super into all kinds of athletics i box as well you box and i run awesome. i run with these barefoot running shoes here's a question i was gonna i was not gonna comment on those shoes <laughs> oh, until yeah. just now <laughs> yeah. i mean they're goofy as no hell, no offense fun no. though <laughs> but are they are they comfortable do they hurt oh they're like, so you get corns, comfortable dude you know? I'm just it's thinking, like wearing nothing. Really? It's just like walking around the city barefoot. Wait, it's you could you rad. could run in them? I run in these. I run five miles in them. See, that looks like a broken ankle to me. Well, <laughs> it does. It looks like you get those. What are they called? I don't uh, people on the podcast are going to hate that I'm going to explain this again because I've done it like 14 times. <laughs> I'm sorry. But, I'm sorry for bringing it up. No, the 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 um the concept is you you have to retrain the way you run. You run more gazelle like. You don't heel strike, mm-hmm. and so. 
all of a sudden you develop all these kind of muscles in your lower legs that like you can't believe how sore. From them. From them. Wow. And what it ends up happening is you end up protecting your knees and your hips and your back because you're not like the big padded shoes create you create like heel striking and you're in, then you don't have the sensitivity of your feet. Your yeah. feet are perfectly designed to run already. And it's like humans try to like, oh, we can improve upon this, but they've really fucked it up. <laughs> Because then you, you like heel strike and you and you hurt your knees and your hips and your, that's where all the injuries come from the big padded shoes. That's the theory ne- behind. Never them. knew it. And then Learning so if today. you retrain your retrain how to run, you run more gazelle like. You're more sensitive to your knees and your hips and your spine, and then the f- the foot takes more of the impact. But the, so the impact is more evenly spread throughout. Wow. So it's counterintuitive. You would think that would be like more dangerous, yeah. But it's actually not. Is the theory? Ah, I'm, I would wear them on stage, but I'd probably get beat up. Right. <laughs> I know. I've, I've worn a different kind of barefoot running shoe on stage. Yeah. One that has like a wide toe box, yeah. but. I need, because the support on stage is but, uh, vital at this point the, in my life. This biologist told me the brain arose to facilitate movement. Really? Isn't that fucking fascinating? Wow. Deep. So, like, because I uh, got into athletics a lot, and I was sort of, you kind of can put it down, like, oh, what am I, superficial? I'm just worried about, like, getting in shape, and now what am I, just a dumb athlete guy? <laughs> like, <laughs> but actually, like, when he told me that, like... <laughs> I was like, oh, that makes so much sense. Like, literally, the only organisms that move have brains. And there's this organism in the sea that moves and has a nervous system. And then it attaches itself to a rock where it's never going to move again. And it digests its own brain and nervous system. Because it's like, we, we don't need you anymore. Like, so the purpose of the brain is movement. So when you really think of that... That's why when you're running or when you're doing yoga or whatever kind of exercise you're doing, sometimes the best ideas come because you're yeah. utilizing your brain sure. for its for its real purpose. That's a good point because they it, do come when I'm in the gym. That's right. what they do. That's, That's like exactly what Best happens. ideas happen. Very good, man. Right? Well, I would say I'm learning a lot today. <laughs> That's I good. appreciate this. Yeah. No, because look, and anything that releases that that magic right i'm in i'm trying well that's the thing it relates to what we were saying earlier about just getting into that flow state the more you do like therapy movement exercise that can push you towards that easy flow state where you just sit down and it's like oh this song just like fell out of the sky yeah yeah. you know because those are the best moments when a song is like 15 takes 15 minutes to write and it's like oh it's pretty much perfect let me just change this line and (laughs) And it's done done Done. Done. (laughs) i love done buttoned it up button that's the best (laughs) do you and that's a good question for you here do you when you have that Mm-hmm. Do you not look at it again? You know it's done, or do you or do you question it afterwards? I mean, I'll question it a little bit, but yeah. usually it's like and what lyrically uh, or musically. What would you do? Well, okay. In the example, I just actually re- re- wrote and recorded a song yesterday, mm-hmm. and I love it. But I it's it's three chords and it has no changes. So, so but sometimes sometimes that's killer. Yeah. And then so the only question I had is like, oh, should I put a bridge in it or should I have changed it or the <sighs> So just it'll be a little question like that and then I'll go I'm like, nah, whatever. But you know, that's a good that's a good point. <laughs> but <laughs> you sometimes know? you have to leave it. <clears throat> Listen right. to one of the, what I feel is one of the best songs for me ever written. I mean, you two have this song with or without you. Uh-huh. One pattern. Yeah. One do 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 yeah the whole through the whole song the whole there's song. nothing else there's no bridge yeah there's no, anything so 
Imagine it can touching work. it can totally work it if you just totally leave work. it alone. Yeah. You know, and it's a, not overthinking. Exactly. Imagine if they would have overthought that. Right. You know, cuz I I truly I think it's just the passion in that song for me is like wow, it's it's right here, you know. It's like, Yeah. I just loved it. It was just simple. I love simplicity mm-hmm. and just a great melody on top of it, you know. Who were your early were they one of your early favorite yeah, bands? Yeah, you too. Yeah, you know in the early days of Anthrax also, mm-hmm. I mean when we musically when we got into this whole band thing, uh, we were on Island Records. Uh-huh. Uh, Island Megaforce. Right. And um they used to be I used to get all the U2 CDs for free. I remember we went to, you know, remember Coppice Point? You know, Coppice that, Point. Well, like when you first get a record deal and you start, when you go in and you get all the free shit, that, uh, that blows your fucking mind. <laughs> I was like, wait, everything. I'm getting all these free CDs? What was, the fuck? It was the like, best <laughs> stuff. My friends would go, hey, can you get me this? Yes, no, no problem. That was the days. Man. Yeah. That was, but that doesn't, days. yeah, that, that was awesome. But uh-huh. so everything, anything that U2 came out, I, came out with, I had, mm-hmm. and they were blowing up huge at that yeah. time too. So, um, I, I just found that that band, when we went to Compass Point, I remember they were just finishing recording. We just missed them. Mm-hmm. I was a diehard fan anyway back then. And we always, I met them once. Giant mm-hmm. Stadium, they played Giant, whatever you call it now, MetLife. 360 but, Tour? Yeah. No, it was the, um, what was the one, um, uh, the, the dancing one, the disco, the disco looking one. Uh, disco Tech. Uh, pop, Pop, was that Pop? Pop, Pop. It was Pop. I met them on that tour. And, um, long time ago. Long time ago. And I remember uh, our security, went to their security, our security man, the main, our security guy, uh, went to their whole thing and he took, he took over their thing and he invited me down. I was a, he knew I was a diehard, so he invited me, Charlie, a couple other guys down and uh, they invited us backstage and I don't belong backstage at a U2 show because I'm not famous <laughs> enough, number one, for that stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I know, so I, I'm all intimidated going in because mm-hmm. I don't know what the hell I'm going to say. Mm-hmm. But I walk in and you have just it's everybody you know that that's famous in New York there's Springsteen over here this it's just everybody's there right I'm like what the hell are we Lou doing Reed it, was Lou Reed Lou Reed was somewhere <laughs> in the back you know <laughs> it's just I was just so intimidated I, I forgot every song I you know I, I didn't know one 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 U2 song at this point I, mm-hmm. everything just one blew <laughs> <Right>. out <clears throat> and the first person that came up to me was Bono mm-hmm. and he goes hi I'm Bono he didn't know you know it's you know, I have Frank and play for a band called Anthrax, blah, blah, blah. He goes, oh, you know the Edge has all your records? Oh, really? I swear to God. And oh, I went over. God. So Edge started to talk to, Ed, started to, talk to Edge. Amazing, and, dude. Man, dude. He goes, yeah, I like this. And he started pointing things out. I'm like, what? What? Yeah. <laughs> it, it just, it made me feel great. And uh, it made me feel like I belong, I belong there. Yeah. And then <clears throat> a total bass night with Adam. Oh, really? Talk for bass stuff about for two hours too long. It was, it was a great night. It was just a wonderful night. But uh, it just shows you those guys... As big as they are, they were still real people. Right. I, I really, you know, I learned a lot that night. I yeah. Mean, I said, there's, there's no reason. I would never want to be an idiot anyway. But those guys at that level, it's like they just treat everybody human. And I yeah. love that. So there's, there's no reason to be a jerk. That's and, true. You know? Yeah. It's, uh, you know, hey, look, th- this, this, this business, have you ever run into like the idiots? Like, you, ever, you ever run into one of your favorite people? Your favorite musicians, like mm-hmm. you've idolized. I've done that with a couple of people, mm-hmm. but um, and they bummed you and out. And they bummed me out big, and uh, mm-hmm. and I, I would never say hello to them again, ever. Right. You know, I, I can't mention them, but I would never say it again. Have you yeah. ever done that with anybody? I bummed you out. I'm sure, but I probably just like put it out of my mind. Yeah, you I don't can't. Like I can't think of it right now. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, there's not one that like stands out. Yeah, there's a couple, but I probably get sued if I said you it. So know. I can't. I, I, I want to yeah. say it, but it, it was so traumatic to me. I'm like, why, really? Why, why would you be like that to a person who says, "I like what you do," you know? And I wasn't. All I was asking. There was no pictures in those days. Mm-hmm. I was just a little kid, and I right. just wanted a, an autograph. 
Yeah. But I guess he was in a bad mood. It was a he. You never know the Who mood. was yeah. it? <laughs> <laughs> There's one. Read the book. <laughs> but yeah. Um, it's um yeah, it was it was a rough one. It was wow, rough it must have been rough. I'll tell you off I'll tell you I'll tell you off right uh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, so uh, it was a rough one. Not and David Lee Roth. No. Okay. No. David, David Lee Roth. You know, <laughs> his, naming everyone will land yeah. on it. Here's a funny. Another it wasn't Gene Simmons. Was no, it wasn't. Steve, it wasn't Gene Simmons. Steve Harris. No, Steve Harris. Is, here's a funny story with Steve Harris. You, okay. you have a second or no? Okay. Well, well, we more can, than a second, dude. Yeah, we're doing a podcast, bro. It's all just Oops. about. It's all just about gabbing. <laughs> Steve Harris, and here's the true story. You know, Electric Lady around the corner. Yeah. Electric yeah. Lady. Well, <clears throat> and again, this is growing up in New York. Hearing you get, you have your people. Steve Harris, bass player for Iron, Iron Maiden. Maiden for, everybody should know for, that. For, most people yes. should know that, but a lot of people won't. Yeah, but we. Yeah. He's a. Di- I'm a diehard, so <laughs> yeah, you should me know too. that. Yeah. So long story short, you got the triple technique, triple, te- triple te- finger te- technique, tri- 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 but the gallop. You know, and here's a question: You say the gallop, but you know, and now I'm friends with Steve. Luckily, <laughs> wow. Uh, after all these years, he's and an old I've, hero of mine. Yeah, totally. He's a great dude too. You know the triple thing you just talked about, yeah. the gallop, mm-hmm. and I've always said. Um, the first thing, one of the first things that I've asked him, I said, you do triplets with both fingers, right? You do you use three fingers. Yeah. He goes, no, I use two fingers. Oh, uh, but he just doubles one he, up. He doubles one up. He, he, yeah. he plays this, these two fingers, the, four, the middle finger and the ring finger as one. Oh. It just, it, it doesn't really hit. It just looks like it's hitting. Oh, that's cool. And um, that was one of my, my kid things I had to know. But I didn't know that. Yeah, so long story short, we're, um, I had heard from one of my peeps in New York that he was mixing Seventh Son of the Seventh Son. Mm-hmm. Remember that record, mm-hmm. Iron Maiden? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, was in, he, was at, he was over here at Electric Lady. So I was going to go downtown and meet Steve Harris. I don't care. You know, first time, blah, blah, blah. How so, old were you? Again, this is at Kiss Time, 15, 16, something yeah. like that. Again, uh, we went on the, How would you find out that these guys were doing I that? I have my sources. <laughs> I do. I have a lot of friends. Uh, my, actually, a friend at, my, at that time worked down the road at a record store. Mm-hmm. And, and he saw Steve walking by. Okay. And he says he must be an electric. See, this is how people talk. Uh, this is before computers and, and right. texting and all that stuff. He called me up, right? right. Uh, so long story short, I went down with a couple of my friends. And it was, it was a freezing day in, in Manhattan. Like, I mean, 15, 10 degrees. It was one of those biting cold days, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, electric lady has that, that brick out, outside. And you can't. There's a little camera there that has a little window there. And you have to ring. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'm just, I don't, we're freezing. We're waiting outside. And half an hour comes. I'm, I, don't give a, I don't give a damn. I'm going to ring the bell. Is Steve Harris here? The, they, nobody's going to tell you. 16-year-old guy. Steve Harris here? I'm a fan, blah, 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 blah. You can't come in. No, he's not here. He's, he's around. The, the guy told me he's around the block eating. So what do we do? A couple of me, me and my friends, we go around the, around the block. And do you know the comedy cellar? The, the, yeah. yeah. The, what's the restaurant on top of it? The Olive Tree Cafe. Olive Tree Cafe. Damn, Hooter. Dude, oh. very good. <laughs> good call. You've been there before. Oh, fuck's sake, bro. <laughs> you know, the Mediterranean platter with <laughs> nice. the hummus and the falafel. <laughs> nice work, dude. That's good <laughs> stuff, yeah. though. I've eaten there. Yeah. Yeah. And this, this is why I think that place is, for me, it's... I know it's comedy. The comedy that's a comedy cell. It's huge. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. popular. It's famous. Back then, it probably wasn't. It was probably it, the no, real fucking deal. It was the real deal back then. So, so I'm I'm looking at that, and I look up in in the olive tree, and it's Steve eating by himself. He's just mm-hmm. eating by himself, and and he sees a bunch of there's four or five of us, the guys with leather jackets on, freezing our asses off, mm-hmm. sh- literally freezing, and we're just looking at this guy eat. This poor guy's eating. You can't. We're just bar- like staring at him, and we must look pathetic. I'm sure we did, right? <laughs> so, and this is how cool this dude is, man. So he's eating. He's in mid bite, and he sees and he goes, waves us in. 
Mm-hmm. Waves nice. us in. So after that, that's amazing. Handshake. We were freezing from the cold, and I'm nervous about reading Steve Harris. So long story short, he comes in. He goes, "Sit down, boys." Invites us all to dinner. Buys us all dinner nah. the whole night. Uh. Conversation, dude. We're about a good hour and a half. Are you kidding? It was, how great! How great of an experience is that? What just a to, guy. Uh, That's surreal. That man is the same man I know today. That's amazing. He's always been that guy. He's and never did, changed. And did you like, as an older person, like talk to him about that memory? Steve remembers everything. And what he it, remembers, yeah, mate. That's just no other way to be. And that's the way it is. He, he, I've never seen him mistreated. What a great guy. He's the best. He's he's love again. He's that. one of those guys who said. That's a rock star who should be like everywhere. You know, people should, he, that's the way he should be treated. That's the mm-hmm. bottom line. And that, I've learned a lot through that. It's Iron Maiden taught Anthrax a lot, how to tour, how to treat people, how to, just how to do it the right way. That's mm-hmm. why they're still around bigger than ever now. Yeah. They're, they're awesome. That's true. Yeah, man. Did you tour with them at all? A lot. Oh, no, Anthrax has toured a lot, you know. Yeah. Uh, um, especially with Iron Maiden. <clears throat> it's funny because... A, you have a quick no. You guys have you have a little time. I'll give you another story. We got hours. Hours. I like this. So, <laughs> Iron Maiden story with Anthrax in Europe. We, we, taught, we did three three months in the states with Iron Maiden, and this is one tour. And we had a couple of weeks off, and we did three months in Europe, mm-hmm. all straight, all straight, nonstop touring. So um, this is on. Don't you fly on their plane? Like yeah, doesn't we did. he doesn't he doesn't uh, Bruce have Bruce, like yes. has his pilot's yes, license? Yes, we did. And that's the weirdest. Thing. Yeah, I'll go back to the other story. Okay. But I'll, I'll Sorry, give you, no, yeah, no, no, no. Because there's a couple of good stories. Yeah. There. There's a couple of good stories. So um, I'll, I'll go, let me go to the, the plane thing first. But okay. Iron Maiden invited. Don't Anth- forget the first. I, thing. I won't. Anth- uh, Anthrax was get in- mad at me. <laughs> Anthrax was invited. I have to tell you this because this is so great. Anthrax was invited. Uh, to South America, do the whole South American tour with wow. Iron Maiden, which is insane. You know, they're gods there. What year? <clears throat> this was a couple of years ago. A couple of years a ago. A couple of years oh, ago. Okay. This is awesome. Right? right? Nobody expected this to come out of, you know, the beginning of our, our record cycle. This was starting. It was mm-hmm. awesome. So, <clears throat> Bruce, what we didn't know um, was flying the plane. Right. And then playing. You didn't Imagine, know that? I even knew I that. I didn't know he was I, like, playing. I know that he flies a plane. Yeah, but uh, dude, I don't. I don't know if I trust the pilot, and I now I, and I'll give you the whole other story yeah. later on. It comes. No, that would better. freak me out, dude. Too, though, by the way, because I know like, Bruce is pretty, are, dude. Like, Bruce, you're great, and all, and this is your hobby and shit. But I don't know if I'm ready to put my life on the line. He's energetic, right? He's, <laughs> yeah. he's energetic, but you know what? I'm yeah. good. Yeah. So can this, we just get the guy that works for United to yeah. fly this? There's a co-pilot. Yeah, though. Exactly. He's not alone up there. <laughs> I have Let's a back up. I have a story for you later. <laughs> I, I, I've been in that, that cockpit. Believe yeah. me, I'm gonna tell you a story after this so Steve Harris was the co-pilot yeah, so I was just about to say that's Steve that Harris that would be bro. good imagine Nico Nico's crazy so I can't imagine Nico on Nico a has a drum kit in the, in the co-pilot seat so these guys so they invited us in uh and again these play we're playing stadiums with Iron Maiden I mean mm. they don't need anthrax by any means you right know? so they were great so they invited us on the plane with the, with them also which is a, a huge plane just with the, just there's three bands. We had Raven Age, that's Steve Sun's band, mm-hmm. which is a really good band. If, if okay. you haven't checked them out, they're a really good band. They're called Raven Age. Um, it's Anthrax and then Iron Maiden. Just three bands, all band crews, mm-hmm. and all of our gear, all Iron Maiden's production, all that huge production they have, fit into one plane. And so Bruce flew this plane. I mean, not every night, but most nights he flew this huge plane. So um, they gave us <laughs> business class seats. 
I mean, we were so spoiled after that, dude. They we, better give you business class. It's their own damn plane. Imagine <laughs> they put you in coach. <laughs> it's like, come on, bro. <laughs> Last row before the bathroom seat doesn't recline. Those are the anthrax seats. That's the anthrax row. I was kind of, I was kind of worried about that. You know, oh, I was man. like, man, I don't, want, I don't want the back, back seat near the bathroom. I was yeah. totally worried about that. But it just, it turns out that even the coach seats where the other, the other band was, okay, Raven Age, mm-hmm. uh, they were younger guys and stuff, right. so they understood. There was just so much room there because it was only the band and crew, and it was a plethora of other seats. There. It's just so empty rows. Empty. You're just doing the. You're just uh, camping so, out on empty rows. And it was a big party. You can go back and the drinks. Yeah. You know, they had Iron Maiden beer. Right. <laughs> so everything. Trooper. It was. It was, it, it was awesome. It was the Trooper beer. It was just a great experience. So then, okay, that tour is ending, uh, and this is the, the culmination of it all. So I, I live in New York, as you know. Mm-hmm. So they, they just so happen Iron Maiden is flying back to New York. <laughs> So, of course, I put the word in. I said, look, I'm going to kiss ass for anything. So I tell my tour manager, look, just get me. Can you get me in on that flight? They say yes. I'm so psyched, man, after that. So I get in. I'm sitting. It's just now my band is not there anymore. So Mm -hmm. it's just Frank Bello from Anthrax and Iron Maiden. And that's it. It's awesome, right? Right. So I'm so psyched. I'm sitting, having my drink, having my my trooper beer, right? And with midway midway through, and uh, it's coming up to uh, getting near JFK, and the, the flight attendant, taps me on the shoulder. She goes, Bruce wants to see you upstairs. I said, why? Why? Am I in trouble? Said, no. Said, no. She goes, he wants you to come in the cockpit. I said, I'm good. I said, straight up. I'm, I'm petrified. <laughs> oh, I'm right. petrified. I don't want to see us landing. I, it's Bruce. Look, no disrespect to Bruce, but Bruce is flying, right? And I, he's been good so far, but I don't want to jinx it, right? Right. So, <laughs> I don't, I don't want, so I'm, I said, I literally politely said, no, no I'm, I'm okay. Thank you. She goes, Oh, he really wants to see you. How does Bruce know me? So I didn't think I knew him that well that he really wanted to see me. Right. So apparently I have to go up because otherwise I'm never going on another you, Iron Maiden tour. You've got <laughs> to at this point, dude. There's no, there's no two ways about it. You're short. going to the yeah. cockpit, so bro. Then I go upstairs. I'm going to the cockpit. And I didn't want to. I, I didn't want to. Right. And, uh, no disrespect. I just I don't need to be in a cockpit ever in my life. I don't right. want to do that. There's too many things coming at you. Yeah. I don't need it. So, <laughs> so I go up. So you have to understand, Iron Maiden, the guys, the band, mm-hmm. has the upstairs lounge, mm. right? And you had to walk through them. They're up there, like first class. Right. So they, we walked up through. So I had to walk up through them. Hey, Steve. I'm saying, hey, Nico. Hey, Dave. I'm saying hello to the guys. They go, you going in there? And like, <laughs> and trying to, ra- you know, razz me up. I'm saying, yeah. He wants me, and I'm gonna go sit. And <clears throat> I swear to God. So the flight attendant opens the door, and it looks like pandemonium's going on in there. Really? There's papers. There's papers everywhere like, flying. <laughs> it's, and there's a co-pilot here. There's, there's Bruce there. Bruce is flying the plane, but he's like this. He's looking at, and he's literally throwing papers. I'm like, there's no way I'm going in this cockpit. There's no way. And they're literally looking for... Why are there papers flying around? They're try- <laughs> looking for the make, landing manual. That doesn't even... <laughs> you left. You hit it on the head. Oh, no. Uh, they're looking for a flight are pattern. Are you fucking kidding? <laughs> I swear... I swear to God, they're looking for a flight pattern. And, and oh, Bruce man. looks back at me, figure, and he goes, he looks back at me, he goes, oh, I figured you'd be here for today, the worst flight ever. And I'm That's, like, oh. oh he, man. Goes, he goes, have a seat, mate. I'm like, oh. So right behind Bruce. So see this table right in front of me? You're Bruce Dickinson. Yeah. And you turned around. I'm in back of you watching what he's doing. He's yeah. still flying papers up. They can't find the fi- flight pattern. It's in JFK. And I'm like, what the hell? He goes, oh, don't worry, mate. We'll get one. 
I mean, and I'm seeing the runway. Wow. I'm seeing the runway. I was never so nervous about flying wow. until, and no disrespect to Bruce or anything. No. I just don't need to be in a cockpit ever. Well, especially when there's pandemonium Dude, going on. Like, I just if did, it was all like a Zen vibe when yeah. you went in there and it was all like, uh, hey, just wanted you to see the view. But they, it, no, it, was, it wasn't that. No, there were papers. And I, I didn't so then pick what happened? So did you stay there while they landed? I Here's what I, and then, no disrespect to Bruce again. You're Bruce Dickinson. Yeah. I literally Bruce turned like, because he couldn't see me. He yeah. couldn't see me, and there's no like mirror to look yeah. at me. So I literally went like this when we were landing. I went like this. I turned over to the side because uh -huh. I, I couldn't handle it. I didn't know what you was going to happen. It. it was coming too fast. So right. I'll never be a pilot. I know that. Yeah. It was coming way too fast. And whoever would have flown the flight, I wouldn't. I just couldn't. It was too close, man. That's wild. I autopilot. I do. <laughs> That's fucking crazy. Like, this little button does everything. So the cool thing about that is flying with Iron Maiden when I learned... I, I'm a New Yorker who's grown up, born and raised in the Bronx, never gone through security like Iron Maiden. Dude, you talk about carte blanche? Oh, go ahead. I'm, there was no line. I, there was, a, you know, passports to be done. Okay, passport. The guy didn't even open it. He goes, go ahead, this way. Right. I went right to the taxi. Yeah. You know, they went to the limos. So I went to the taxi. It was awesome. <laughs> yeah. I, I, it was just, that's, that's the Iron Maiden experience. They're the best. They're the best of the best, period. That's and amazing. Fun times. That sounds cool as hell. It was a great experience, and I don't think it'll ever happen again because I don't know if they they they'll do that kind of because Bruce did that plane, right? You know, and you know, and you know, funny one on one side note to this. I remember one day we landed, and another um, we left the plane. Everybody, even Bruce, left the plane, and um, apparently, the pl the airport took over the plane, and they ran into the both motors. There were two motors on the plane. And they, they had and so they we, they had grounded us for like four days. They'd get new motors. They had new motors flown in from the Iron Maiden plane, mm -hmm. and they had to put them on because th this this airport ruined the motors. So we had to take. Imagine that regular planes. Right. <laughs> it's like bumped. It was awesome. How was, did the airport ruin the motors? They ran into it with a truck. Oh. They, they ran into two motors yeah, with a truck. Imagine that. And you know they they didn't. They said the. Uh, they couldn't fix it in time. That's so wild. Yeah, so we had to fly to the other two shows. It was great. It was a great experience. I'll never forget that. It was a fun, fun time. We've been very fortunate. I've, I've been very fortunate in my, my life, my career with touring. I have a lot of history, you know. But you know what I'm finding? And I'm in the process of writing a book right now with, with a friend of mine. And What's that called? Don't know yet. It's a great. Have you written books? Yeah, I've written, but I haven't published it yet. I haven't published it yet either. But Fiction yeah. or biography? memoir biography and, and yeah it'll be you know there's a lot of stuff it's probably therapy again let's mm -hmm. face it it's it always yeah you know it'll come out and a this lot whole of, damn life is one yeah. big therapy process and then you die <laughs> and then you die and then yeah that's it and then you die wait i'm almost healed oh yeah it is uh, you get healed you know right at 72 when right is it at 72 yeah. i'm healed yeah is the life expectancy still for a man 72 is that I what guess. it is okay so we're gonna live to at least over 100 i want to i I've, yeah. yeah i have some things i have some people I have to get back a little bit you know yeah, yeah. that's kidding. good that hunger is good it's a lot of hunger i've been aware lately about like how powerful your words are and you speak things into existence you gotta yeah. be very like sort of like purposeful with your words do you stop to think Lately, I have yeah. been. I've had a problem with that my, my whole life. Yeah. Growing up the way I did. I think as I get older, I'm trying to, and I've had this intense anger, mm -hmm. you know, and I think that helps with our, with anthrax writing, I actually think that that helps the, the environment when we write. Right. Um, well, the music has that super edge to yeah, it. Yeah, so. it does. It's, uh, it's angry. It's, yeah. uh, you know, but I, I think, you know, sometimes going to bat, have you done this with other writers? Have you, have you gone at it head mm -hmm. to head? 
Yeah, I mean, I've co-written. Yeah, I mean, have you have you gone at it with them, like battling? Mm, it hasn't been that much of a battle. Mm. Do you do that? Yeah, with uh, with anthrax. With, with some, yeah. Sometimes we do, and uh, yeah, I, and sometimes I have to walk away. Uh huh. And sometimes we gotta get it out. What's and, the battles? Just riffs stuff. Well, like, I like mine better than yours, and all that nonsense. But you know, if you feel really strongly about something, you yeah. should. I think you should follow through with it. You yeah. know, I, I think you should. It should be heard. It should yeah. be heard. And uh, you know, sometimes you you have to stand up. And How do you guys it. keep it together? Is there like a, like the me- Missy Claus, <laughs> Metallica, like some kind of monster, like no, therapy, the therapist, therapy? Well, we band tried that stuff. actually, right, Miss? <laughs> We've tried that. Didn't work, but um. Um, you know, between Scott, Charlie, and myself, you know, I look, and that, that just happens. It's mm-hmm. friction sometimes. You know, we're currently going through that. Um, some some arguing words, but I think that's healthier for the record. I don't What's know. Like, just does it stay? Does it go personal, or is it just sometimes. about the music? No, usually? I don't think. Well, like you know, I don't think uh, I hate you. You know all that stuff. Yeah. And, you know, I, I, it's more about the music. I, we mm-hmm. we do tend to get we do say some lines that could get personal and mm-hmm. hurt. If you need to, you know, I don't like getting there. I don't like going there, but uh, I, I've learned it's better to walk away at these points. At mm-hmm. this point in my life, it's better just to get on a plane and go home, uh, instead of getting all razzed up. And you know, that's what, after a long time, learning that again, it's uh, therapy and stuff like that. The anger is cool. I guess we use it. I guess the intensity, but it's not cool when it, it's it gets uh, counterproductive. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it can't hurt the music. It should never hurt the music. Where you don't want to do that. You know. How do you guys get it back together if it's gone off the deep end? Um, take a little break. For and, me personally, I and just, then just yeah. like get back together and act like nothing happened, kind yeah, of. Yeah, kind of. You kind of. Yeah. That's, how'd you know? Are you talking to people? <laughs> I've just been a human. Yeah, yeah. I, get, I, I understand humans. Sometimes it's better just to just say, "All right, that was then, mm-hmm. and that this is now. Let's just move on." You know. Yeah. It's funny. Some conflicts, there is no resolution for no. i mean there's just some conflicts there can be no resolution and if you want to like remain in a relationship you have to kind of just let it go yeah. i guess and just Good point. and just understand that y'all aren't going to see eye to eye on your perception of events maybe i, has, I should have you at the next writing session just to, i'm ready <laughs> with a referee shirt i could on. be the i could be the some kind of monster therapist band therapist guy yeah i, I had there was a lot of great things with that guy apparently he was planning on moving and stuff like that where mm-hmm. they were and uh, that didn't work anymore for those guys yeah it was gonna be like a cult leader type of vibe <laughs> it's crazy that was that was that was heavy that was when that i first saw that i mean mm-hmm. i know those guys i know them yeah. since we started that was that was a heavy thing that we went through yeah. i mean but i think all bands kind of have to get that stuff out if you're along around if you're around as long as we are yeah. and metallica and stuff like that people ask how are you still together i don't know how we're still together i think i just think there's a there's something that there's a magic that we have that works and look to be honest it's sometimes the writing is just ugh, i don't you don't want to go near it with uh, do i have to do this again with, with these guys and and it's so much more worth it the, the, when it comes out on the record you say oh i'm glad i'm glad i stayed through that i'm glad mm-hmm. I, I played through that like you said sometimes just move on to the next and just let that go away well you never have lost your gratitude about the situation that you're in no I guess so that's, I know what, how that's lucky. what i've gathered from listening to some of your interviews yeah i'm i know how lucky i am dude yeah it's so coming from where i came from and look everybody's got a hard luck story a guy who grew up in the bronx dad t- takes off at 10 years old family mm-hmm. of five i was the oldest no money went to work at my uncle joe's deli store uh after school 
all I did was learn. I learned the Rush records. God rest your soul, Neil Peart. Neil by the way. Peart, I have rest to, in peace. We just my go brother. there for a second. Would you, yeah, let's would, do would it. We just go. Dude. Just, just do that for a second. I didn't expect that. Me neither. Did you see? No. The, I didn't see this coming. At all. I didn't see it coming. Um, that's one of my guys. You know, oh, yeah, as a bass too, player dude. too. I'll me say too. that. Yeah. He's he's that's the guy I um I I tried to lock in bass mm-hmm. with. You know what I mean? Yeah. I listened to that record over and over. Which one? Um, like a song like Free Will, you know, yeah. Hemispheres, whatever, whatever you want to Hemispheres, call it. like that was yeah. my first acid trip when oh, I was 15 was dude, to Hemispheres. How great is that? Come dude, on. it's you the could... best. In fact, my new song that I was just telling you about, it's for, it's for Neil. Really? And, and it has Good a line you. like Hemisphere. It has a Hemispheres line in it. Oh, you threw that to him? Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. yeah. And he deserves it. Oh, I, yeah, well, dude, I, dude, he's like the man. Uh, and... You know, there is trouble in the forest. Uh, come on, man. Look at that. Come on. And it takes there you somewhere. There is trouble with the trees. Dude. Well, the maples want more sunlight and the oaks ignore their pleas. Uh, <laughs> I mean, dude. That went, genius, dude. It went out there. I mean. <laughs> I, he made you envision things, man. Yeah, well, dude. Man, to, like, to equate, like, you know, the society, like, you know, inequality with trees. Yeah. Like, that's that's brilliant. It's brilliant. That's brilliant. I mean. Just stuff, just Xanadu. Just yeah. think about oh, these dude. these things, these crazy things that he did mm-hmm. outside the box and experiment and yeah. and made it look easy. Yeah. I mean, think about it. I'm I'm so sorry I didn't see that last tour. I wasn't home. Yeah. But that I, I that me, last tour, I, I was never home when they were in. You know what I mean? Um, and I regret that. But man, talk about a loss. My friend Greg told me like uh, um, actually Greg Dooley from oh. uh, Afghan Wigs Twilight. Series. I love Greg. I love yeah. his voice, dude. He's a I great, love great writer. Great, great writer. writer. Awesome. Yeah, I'm please, getting ready to go tour with him for like a couple months. Please tell him I'm a March. huge fan of his. Oh, I will. From, from way back, I think I'll, I'll, I'll let him know that because just awesome. We like wrapped as uh, when Neil passed, and he said he <laughs> went to his last the last Rush show when it came through and. He said they all came out, and Neil came out and bowed at the end, and he they had never he had never done that before, and he they knew that it was going to be a wrap. Then that just breaks my heart. Yeah, it does. You it know, it's heartbreaking. It's just that shouldn't. You just want more. Mm-hmm. You just want more because people. I don't think there are people like that around. No, you know there are never going to be another rush. No, dude. there's never <laughs> another rush. On. You could try. You could try, you could try. all day. That, but that came up it. organically. Oh, dude, Damn, dude, come on. Who, who plays like an octopus? Fuck. Who does that? I mean, again. With that sound, and he's funky as thinking. hell. It's like Dude, he plays like a jazz the bass player. lines. Dude. Those are the sickest bass lines. That's what I used to do when, again, growing up in the Bronx. I grew up uh, in my uncle Joe's deli. I work. I come home from school three o'clock. I went right into my uncle Joe's deli store. Mm-hmm. Work till eight o'clock. Eight o'clock, eight thirty. I grab something to eat. Go right into my room and learn the Rush song. Whatever record came How'd out. How'd you find the bass? From Gene or from Rush or from all? Here's a crazy story. Charlie Benanti, my drummer in Anthrax, right. we grew up together. He's your uncle. He's he's actually my uncle. Yeah. Right. So we grew up together in the same house. We would jam together, Rush, all that stuff. But I was playing guitar. I was playing rhythm guitar, mm-hmm. and um, he's the one that pretty much told me you're playing. And he he was right. I was playing the bass parts mm-hmm. on guitar. And I heard, you know, when you hear songs, I hear the bass first. Right. It's weird. I was just picking that out and learning that really easy. It just came naturally. Yeah. And uh, so. After that, I tried the bass, and it just felt okay. I get it. It was just, it just felt so normal for me, right? So natural. So it found and you, it, kind it, of. It, it kind of found me, and uh, interesting. I'm How old were you when you first started? Thirteen. Playing? Wow, 13. young. As yeah, fuck, yeah. Dude. And now I'm nice. I'm in nineteen now. Now so you're now. 27, <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Time flies, man. Time flies, it is dude. Quick, man. That's the way it is. 
But uh, like jokes aside, though, like the music does keep us young, though, in the Absolutely. spirit, right? Dude, think about how lucky we are to have music. That's why I have a 13 year old yeah. son now. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to get, get this outlet of music into his life because it's not just about video games. With all that's that's the thing. That's the new right. rock star now. Well, right, that's they can it. actually fill stadiums playing video games. Funnily enough, think but, about that. Yeah. You know, <laughs> like, think about that. Know, we have to get three huge bands to do a stadium now. Right, it's, it's, they could just it's, like, oh, I'm playing this video game. I'm gonna fill the stadium. Yeah, I mean, people just watch him, and you know what's crazy? I'm watching my son play this video game, and I'm getting enthralled with it. I'm right. like, I get it, I get it, but right. there's not. I'm trying to explain. Look, there's no. You have to be creative. Also, I want yeah. you to be this. So I'm leaving guitars all around. I'm leaving. I get a piano. So distractions. You know, it, for so many distractions. Who now. put that paintbrush and <laughs> canvas in the corner? <laughs> <laughs> Weird. Did you step on that? I didn't. Oh, I was going to move it. Sorry, son. You know. What's this typewriter doing here? <laughs> yeah, every, every, every creative outlet. Yeah. How about this? How about this? Just everything. But you know, still go back to the iPad. Three bowling pins to juggle. <laughs> baseball. What is, it? what is baseball? Yard. You want me to go out to the yard that would take me away from my iPad. I can't, I can't do that. That's what you're dealing with. Yeah. And, and unfortunately, I mm. I don't want to be that guy. So you have to do this. But there's got to be some kind of push to get him into that outlet. You know, yeah. Just because so he has something for his life. Yeah. I, I believe this saved me. Music saved me. Let's oh, face me it. Me too, dude. You know, I'm, it does for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. And I, I think without this outlet, you know, the whole depression thing with the dad and all that nonsense I went mm. through, getting beat up every day. You know, I was getting bullied in school and all that stuff when I was young. Yeah, and that fun. Yeah, it was fun. It's great. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it was like a lot of times when you, like when you come from a dysfunctional family, like you be, you become open season to being bullied because you haven't developed those skills of like boundaries and self-protection cuz nobody taught you or if you're coming from an abusive household, actually those boundaries are like taken out of you and then so you go from an abusive situation into a school situation which becomes uh, you know unrelenting i had to that was that's my story i had to go through first grade twice just because i was bullied so bad wow. my first time in first grade oh, i'm sorry my well God. no i'm, not, I'm yeah. not going for sympathy yeah, but, but just still like, I, mean, I feel bad but yeah I no it's like so, it's I, traumatic, so I i get where you're coming from yeah. i remember walking to school every day it was in Havistro, new york yeah. when my dad just took off mm -hmm. we had to give up the house and this is a sob story everybody's gonna hear sorry guys um, dad, we're, all, we're here for the soft <laughs> stories. We like them. So my, we had to give up the house. Dad took off. Didn't see him anymore. Mm -hmm. No money. They take the house away from us. Right. Go live in like this this place next to really low poverty poverty stuff. And yeah. so long story short, I'm walking through a pretty bad neighborhood to, to school. Yeah. And these three guys just every day they mm -hmm. were kicking the hell out of me. Under, yeah. I remember going under. You don't know the how car. to defend yourself. No, there was no defending. Yeah. Was, who taught me how to hit? Right. Who taught me how to fight? Nobody. Is right. My face taught me how to fight. You, know, yeah. you get hit a couple, a couple thousand times. It's weird how people can sense like who the who the victims the weak, are. The weak man. It's like the, uh, the gazelle, right? Yeah. The gazelle. It's like oh, yeah. they're gonna get that one right there. Here yeah, goes, ding, yeah, ding, ding, yeah. Ding. You know that's fine. But you learn again. There goes great songs. You can write right. some good stuff from that. That pain. Yeah. Brings with you. It comes with you through life. So, ah, ah, we live. And then we do therapy. Have you ever tried boxing? I tried boxing. I I was never great at it. And yeah. um. In, did you do you find this? I find it interesting because you box, you're yeah. a player. Does it ever hurt your hands? Um, not really. I one at one point, I did uh, fracture a finger, mm. uh, but like uh, so. I guess yes, it has. 
would be the real answer to that. But uh, that's when I got into yoga heavy because yeah. I had to keep exercising so much. So I, it turned out to be a good thing. So but yoga- other than that, like boxing's never hurt. I, my hands are fine now. That's great. And, and I've never had any issues or anything. But I, I just think like people who come from sort of households um, like like yourself, those kind of that learning those fighting arts can be super therapeutic, and you never have to spar or get yourself in any kind of situation that could be in, in any way problematic. Yeah, <clears throat> it's just a it's just another real therapeutic thing to like. I don't know. It's really cool. It's crazy you say that because the guy at the gym I go to, <clears throat> I go to. He's always asking me yeah. to go box with him. Yeah. Always. I mean, Try I take him up on him. You yeah, should. Yeah. You should. Because yeah, it's I'll, like, I it's brilliant. Really? I, I, I still do it all. I love it. I so you do it all I love time. it as much as yoga. I love both. Wow. Those are like, that's the yin and the yang. So with that, so that's your gym too? Is that your cardio? That's pretty much it. I, awesome. I run too, like, but those are those are the th- main two things is yoga and boxing. And, and then I want to start lifting weights a little bit more, do but I don't wow. really ever do that. You know, I'm always afraid of that because they're tightening me up. I don't want to yeah. be too tight. You know, Plus, as a like, rocker, you don't want to get all bulked yeah, up. It's not really the look. I don't want to be that guy. You know, you don't want to be like the bulked up rocker guy. I'm a lazy know? ass. The truth of the matter is, I really don't want to do it. So, yeah, I'm a rocker. I don't want to do it. I'm a it. rocker. I don't want to be bulked. <laughs> the, the gym I go to, you have all these you dudes. You lift, bro. <laughs> you got to see me. I walk through that, the, the, the muscle, I call it the muscle area. Yeah. And they're, and they're all lifting these heavy things. Mm-hmm. And I, I just almost kind of run through it because right. I'm afraid that like, one of these guys is going to call me out on this stuff. Uh-huh. And I I can't lift any of that. Come here, bro. <laughs> Try this. You need some pounds. Put this belt on so your hernia doesn't jet out of your gut. Or My balls just fall to the floor. Shit. <laughs> 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 ah, I went one day of lifting. That's it. My balls are on the floor now. It's great. Man, so so you guys are jamming Rush songs and stuff. And then so yeah. how do you guys become Anthrax? Um, through Charlie actually auditioned. Well, oh, because yeah, and you joined the band after Afterwards. Fistful of Metal. Correct. Yes. Uh, by the way, I had a band called Fistful of Mercy with uh, Ben Harper and Danny Harrison. That's Did you really? Side, yeah. But awesome. Reminded me when I saw when was Fistful that? of Metal. That was like ten years ago. Awesome. Wow. But anyway. Right. Yeah. So that was um, Charlie got in the band first. The audition. I wasn't. You know, I was just playing. I wasn't. Yeah. I was playing in my room, um, and he went. Did the first record. I was mm-hmm. actually a, a tech. I was a roadie for them at the time. Right. So you were, uh, how'd you do the roadie thing? You just Very like, badly. Yeah. Very, ba- <laughs> very badly. I was yeah. um, literally, I knew how to change strings, but I didn't know how to adjust anything. I didn't know how to do, you know, intonation or anything, like pickups. There were wires. I got scared. You know, I said, oh, you better go to 48th Street. And were, when you were doing that, did you think, I really want to join this band? Or? Not that band. Um, not like, anthrax. Oh, I'm just gonna do another. Yeah, thing. I just wanted to get involved. You I'm know, learn. Yeah, and, I want to yeah. learn, and that was my whole thing. And just watching. Yeah. You know, we did. And remember, those days, Anthrax was a local club band. They were playing clubs. It wasn't like this touring thing, right? Right. Yet. So, um, but it was fun. It was fun to learn, and I was friends with those guys. I guess that's where the camaraderie got came mm-hmm. in, and it was it was a matter of fact. So when the auditions came up for another bass player, of course, I said blah blah blah. Yeah, and threw I threw my hat in. Threw yeah. my hat, and uh, it was. And it was easy, you know. So I knew the songs. Yeah. You know, so, so I was playing them, sound checks and stuff. So yeah. Um. That, so it was easy, and that was God, thirty four years ago. Right. It's pretty. It's been a good run. Nineteen eighty four, right? Yeah, man. It's. Uh. I can't believe that. And yeah. then when you first joined, what what was the touring like? Would you guys tour in a van or what? Five dollars a day per diem. You know, per diem. Uh-huh. Five dollars a day. Um. And there was nothing. We we're in a van. Right. Across. I remember we did. We did a run with Raven. Remember Raven? Mm-hmm. Uh, we did a run with them in West Coast, East Coast. There was just no money anywhere. Um, and just, just kept touring, just wherever we can go. We went over to Europe. 
I remember with um, you know you know Overkill, yeah. good friends of ours, Overkill and this other band, Agent Steel, and that was when Chernobyl hit. Remember when Chernobyl hit? Well, again, remember three bands on one bus, and I'm not talking tour bus. I'm talking about a Greyhound bus, right? With upright seats, no sitting. So you're sleeping, eating, everything on that boat on that bus. There's no bathroom. You got to stop for bathrooms. Mm-hmm. Long story short, Chernobyl hits. So remember, there's no money anywhere. We were looking to eat. Mm-hmm. So. And then all these, there was no texting, there was no computers back in those days, no phones. So all we would hear on the news, you better not eat anything. Don't don't eat the bread. Don't don't drink the milk because all the winds from Chernobyl were coming over yeah. and poisoning and everything, right? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, so long. St- they said don't walk in the grass. It was horrible. I mean, you couldn't. So they would try to feed us food. I know me. I didn't. I lost so much weight because all I was doing is drinking water. Mm. At that, it was three weeks of that. I was afraid to eat anything. I had stuffed cheese like cheese in my mouth that, mm-hmm. was, that was my food for three weeks so i mean and after that obviously we, we kept going and going and going and um it it came to the second record and uh it just took off from there right what what how did it take off joey belladonna we got joey belladonna the band yeah and, uh, it's a different sound yeah. uh vocally uh and i just think a lot of touring we just did a, yeah. a shitload of touring it didn't end i mean i think right. We've never really stopped touring, if you think about it, mm-hmm. Anthrax. That's, that's our thing. I mean, that's the, how we got our audience. Uh, we've never been a big radio band or anything like that. Right. MTV never really played us, except maybe that Antisocial. They, they played Antisocial, I think, that song Antisocial yeah. for a little bit. But we never got that big commercial radio stuff, you know, which is fine. Which Iron well, Maiden I mean, never did. But your <clears throat> big commercial breakthroughs was basically inventing rap rock. Oh, the I'm the man thing. You know, I let yeah. that, you know it's funny you say that. I completely let that slide out of my head because I don't even, you know, that was just, and here's why. Because it was a gag for it, you guys. It was, it was supposed to be the Beastie Boys. Right. You know that, right? It was yeah. supposed to be the Beastie Boys doing that. And they was, it was all scheduled. They were ready to do that. And then, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, it was all ready to happen. Oh, you were going to actually get them. Oh, yeah. And we were friends. We used to play basketball with those guys. Right. It was fun, good times. Um, but schedules, blah, blah, blah. Long story short, Scott, Charlie, and I went in the, in the studio. I think that was a one or two take thing we did, just having fun with it as the like kind of Beastie Boys vibe. Yeah. And that thing just came out and just took off. Well, it also invented a new, like a sound, uh, or helped. Yeah, I guess helped. It, it yeah. helped. Yeah, I guess. It helped bring in something that was going to yeah. become massively popular. Yeah. So it's like, by, I think a lot of times, like, innovation happens by accident yeah. and dumb luck. It's a happy accident. That's uh, yeah. the way I look at it. I, I don't look at it, like, I'm not going to say, <coughs> I, we should have never did that. No, because then. Are you then, kidding? No. Exactly. You just come, like you say before, just let it come out. And just, yeah. whatever comes out, comes out, right? Right. And just, even the thing we did with Public Enemy. The thing, yeah, bring the noise. Bring the noise. We covered, we wrote music to bring the noise, and Chuck loved it right off the bat. And I remember we did that. Everybody was worried about the tour we did. Mm-hmm. Oh, there's going to be race riots. You know, you can't mm-hmm. have a metal crowd and a, and, a, and a rap crowd. You can't do that. And when we did that, it was perfect. Perfect and more successful than anything. It was yeah. insane. It was All insane. those shows were off the hook. Ask Chuck, to this day, he still says that's one of his favorite tours. Yeah. And one of the best people. In the, Chuck, the, one of the best people in the world. Another guy who totally gets it. Man, I used to worship Chuck D he's when I was best. in high school yeah. and just all that. Takes a nation of billions. Oh, he's the best. Here's a great Chuck D story that nobody knows about. Here's how great of a person Chuck D is. Now, there used to be, I don't know if you guys, you guys are New Yorkers, well, you, you know this from way back. There used to be this New York Music Awards here in New York years ago. So, remember, you remember this, Miss? So, we, Anthrax was, we won an award. They asked me to come down. I was the representative because nobody else was in town. What was the award? Um, best metal performance, best, one of those okay. things. Um, so, I went down there, uh, my, my wife, um, 
went and did the, the award thing. Saw Chuck there at the show and, and talked and had a great time. It was fun. Um, now, these, you know, I, I wouldn't let go of this, this Cougar. 19, I think it was 1988 80, Cougar. It was mm-hmm. a car that I had because I'm a cheap bastard with that stuff. I would never let it go. So uh, I drove it down there. I parked in the lot, and my, I knew my battery was going. What color was it? It was black. Okay. It was black, right? It, was, it, was, it, was, it should have been done, but I would not let it go. So long story short, come out of the, the awards, of course, the damn battery dies in the damn, in the garage, right? I'm totally embarrassed. My wife told me this a thousand times, right? You know, you shouldn't, we shouldn't just took a car down, blah, blah, blah. So starting the car I'm trying to start it I'm looking like an idiot people from the award show coming in I'm like, I'm like, oh. you know imagine that I'm just sure. looking like the pathetic fool right so who comes down Chuck mm-hmm. Chuck sees me Frank what's up I said battery can you believe this let's get out of here he goes all right. He goes, why don't you just take a car? <laughs> I guess That's my so wife. fucking funny, dude. <laughs> <laughs> What's wrong with you, dude? So, it's so pathetic, right? So, and this is how great this man is. So he goes, won't you just give up, come back tomorrow with a tow truck? He goes, I'll give you a ride home. Right. So he lives in Long Island. He dropped me. I was living with my grandmother in the Bronx still at the time. Gives me a ride to my grandmother's house. How great is that guy, right? Wow. To that on his way home. And that's that's how good of a guy that dude is. That's, that's Chuck D doing that. That's right? amazing, right? dude. Isn't that isn't that a nice a nice thing? Right? That just shows you uh, it goes a long way. Yeah. That's why he'll always be right here in the heart, man. Yeah. He's the real deal. It's yeah, I, I follow him on Twitter and all that. I Smart love man. I, I love uh, his whole vibe. Dude, he's he knows a lot and he, he he's he's logical and when you talk i don't know if you've ever met him and talk with him never but i would he, love to dude and you'd be you know that'd be a great interview if you, oh, if you can man. get him here dude yeah because he he's logical i'd like that he just makes sense mm-hmm. you know the things he says make sense and it's just it could be anything and whatever you yeah. want to talk about it doesn't have to be anything but yeah. it's just whatever topic is he has a way of doing it that makes you yeah you know i get it you yeah. know it makes you feel good about it too there's something guy. about his voice too that's heavy. just like heavy duty. I always like, tell him he should be a singer in a metal band. Yeah, you know, because that's he just has that, that. That's what attracted us in the in the beginning anyway. Listen to that fatness of that voice. That's it's just so fat. it takes over, mm-hmm. a voice. and it's still to this day. Who else does that? Mm-mm. I mean, just think about it. even in hip hop right now. Right, who has that kind of authority in their voice? Yeah. I don't. I don't hear it. I mean, no. for me, it's still oh my god, it's still there. It's true. You know, it's great stuff. So he's another another one that's really up for me he's a number one for me so when that was happening and like you guys were doing bring the noise and everything yeah. like that what, what was that like to gain that kind of mass fame at that point in the See, mtv and all that shit i mean but, like that's like living the dream type of shit yeah you know it's funny you say mtv but i think they didn't really catch it the way they should have caught it because it, it was going to happen either way. Right. We never really had MTV in our oh, pockets. Okay. We always, you always vie in those days. You have to make a, a couple hundred thousand dollar video and mm-hmm. give them. Hopefully, they'll like. Remember, Missy, these are the days if you have to make a video because MTV might play it and you might hit the jackpot and you'll sell a million records. They didn't play that video that much. They played it, but not in, like heavy. They used to call it heavy rotation. You always wanted something in heavy rotation, like mm-hmm. those bands that sell millions of records. Look, let's face it, if something's on every five minutes. It's in your head. Yeah. You know how it works, yeah. man. So, I'm, oh, I, I like it now. <laughs> I, all of a sudden, you like even if you hate it when you first watch it, you say, oh, you're not, how, how pathetic I just said when I, you watch it instead of listen to it. That was pathetic. Nah, but, it's but all right. It's, it, but it is what it is. But that's what it was. I watched it. I watched it a couple of times last night. 
actually. Yeah. And yeah. then I was reading the comments. Somebody said, slow it down, playback speed to 0.75. <laughs> and I did, and it rocks like that, too. <laughs> That's a good idea. <laughs> yeah, right? try wow. it. Try it. It's like, That'd be a good groove, right? It, no, I mean, it, grew, it grooves yeah. a little harder almost. That's a good idea. Yeah, it's funny. Who does that? Somebody was stoned. Somebody was stoned and try, said, dude, <laughs> slow it down a little bit. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah, that's the way. On and both I was like, speeds. okay, I got to try it. I was like, you got me on this one. Dude. See, that's awesome. Yeah. I love that. It was see, fun. When you could do something that cool. Mm-hmm. That, see, that, again, with, with that time frame for our career, again, we were never worried about what people say. Right. Anthrax is never worried about that. That's, That's one, what's cool about y'all. Thanks. Is that like, because to take that chance at that point, too, because hardcore metal or whatever you want to classify anthrax as yeah. i don't i don't know the speed, they just, speed, they call it thrash, speed metal thrash, thrash. Yeah. Like, i call I it metal you know, fickle, metal fickle fans yeah don't. well just purist yeah just yeah. like fans that like wear integrity it's that i mean actually it's respectable it's just like it's like people that really give a shit yeah. and want to know that you're bona fide yeah and not fucking around yeah. and for real so it's I mean, like so it's a good thing but a lot of times that can become a cage and you guys were just very sort of like in a way like loose loose in that way but that took chances but i think obviously worked was a great thing right. obviously it, it, at the end of the day with anthrax it's always going to be heavy that's the right. idea. The bottom line, it's always going to be, whatever comes out of us is going yeah. to be heavy. So you could say, th- I mean, a lot of people use thrash, thrash metal, and I love yeah. it. I love the, the term thrash metal. It's fine. Yeah. But heavy metal, whatever you want, whatever makes you listen, that's the bottom Whatever makes this come across our music, mm. That's then use it. I don't, it's just a term to me. It's, but it's heavy music, yeah. bottom line. So, it, Did you like Fugazi? I did. Yeah, I did. did. Did you listen to all that? I, I like that a lot, yeah, too. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so, I was just curious if you liked it. I, I, you know... It, Back in the days, a lot of things that went in and out, mm-hmm. you know, and I, I like that. Don't I, don't you feel like you're a sponge? Yeah, I want to listen to everything. Yeah, and me just, too. And yeah. stuff that sticks sticks, and stuff that doesn't doesn't. But I I still want to try everything, even if I don't you know go like that. Uh, it was okay, you know. You say stuff like it's okay, but some stuff you really like, you know. Yeah, yeah. How about like? You know, let me ask you a question okay. for you, Radiohead. Oh yeah, I love them. Yeah, me too. Me too. See, Especially Kid A blew my mind. Me too. I love and people people really razz him for that one too. Mm-hmm. And I, I love that record. Yeah. I, I think Tom they are just a great band. They just yeah. they, they get it. That's a musician's band too, also. Yeah. I just you go deep with that band. That's true. It's, it's another it's another one of those. They go deep and I appreciate that they're writing music. Yeah. You know, and they don't care what people say. What about like Bob Dylan and folk type of stuff? Yeah. Or Lou Reed. Did you get into Lou that kind Reed, of stuff? Back, back in the early days, though, yeah. I used to have a teacher. Miss, what's her name? Mrs. Petnella. She got me into um, Dylan because she used to keep me after school because mm-hmm. I was in trouble most of the time. Mm-hmm. But she would play it in the background because I yeah. used to have to wait and do my homework because I was in trouble. Right. And I and she would keep me, but she would play background. I said, "Who is that?" And she say, uh, "Bob Dylan." Yeah. And I said, that's how I got into it. I was never a diehard, but I said, that, that's cool. I respect that, you know. But that, that's how I would, <laughs> just listening to other people. Right. Just getting, I like getting turned on to stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. Like if you tell me a band that I don't know, right. I would like that. I, like, I still like those, that, taped, that tape stuff. Remember in the, in the early yeah. days we used to you know, trade tapes and stuff like that? I wish that was still around. But I like yeah. hearing from people what, what works for them. Yeah. You know? what do you, how, how do you think you're keeping your hunger alive for it all? I don't think I've written the best song yet right I don't, you know what I mean mm-hmm. I don't think I've written what I need to write yet. and there's so right. much you, you you have the fire I could tell you have the fire I definitely do I don't think 
I don't think that ever. He's on fire right now. I, I like that, but yeah. I, I love that you have that fire because you could feel it. Yeah. And I think I, people feel that with me. I I'm not close to done yet. Yeah. No, you it's know? obvious you're not yeah, close to I, done. I can't wait. We're you lucky. Just put dude. out an album in 2019 and it rocks, yeah, dude. Thanks, man. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. I'm very proud of it. I want to go into that project, but I'm like, I don't want to veer off Anthrax. So right now, I want to go back into the A and A project. But like, do you have some Anthrax? Yeah. Questions? I mean, bring it on. I, like. Um, well, I was just going to comment before, in the eight, if we're going to the 80s, when you joined in 84, by 87, you were like on the Monsters of Rock tour, which yeah. was bananas. Yeah. And then you toured in the 80s with Kiss. And like, yeah. So how is that for you, being that young, gaining that success, and then with your idols, with Kiss and Maiden for the first time, to actually you know, be on tour with them? It's, it's surreal. It's surreal. Like it just, you know what the great thing about this? See, you, you play with these bands and you tend to, I know me, like when we toured with Kiss, we were talking about before. Right. The great thing about that was I was friends with Eric Carr, remember? Yeah. God rest his soul. He's a beautiful Rested man. And a great, great drummer to begin with. Greater person. Just a beautiful, oh. beautiful person. Friends with him a long time. Um, watching, playing with those guys and then getting to see them live every night. I stayed, I stayed literally at the soundboard every night. And just to see how they worked, not even if you're not a fan of the newer stuff, or it doesn't matter mm. how they work the audience. I thought that was very important. And it's not just about their, you know, their how Paul does his his, his Paul thing and Gene does his. I just think their their connection. I learned a lot from them. Their connection, how to look somebody in the eye, mm. and just make them believe that you're having a, the best time in the world. What do you, you know, mean? What do you go into that real quick? I, like I believe looking like looking fans into the eye. Yeah, I, I believe like, that's very important. You know, when you're at a show, look. That's I, all, that's awesome. It's it's the truth, and I all I can do is bring out truth. When you're, I'm a fan. All I want to do when I see that, I want you to make me believe that I'm you're having a great time. It's because I want to have a good time. Mm -hmm. I want to be one with you. I yeah. I think we're 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 connected. The, the audience and us on stage. I think we're connected. Yeah. I want to make them forget their their misery in their lives. Whatever yeah. misery they have, I want to make them have the best hour and 15 That's why hours. you're successful, because you're more worried about giving love from you to them than getting love from them to you. Oh, yeah, it's not about that. See, I, I, but yeah, you, yeah. you innately know that. That's yeah. why you got success. Oh, thanks. I, I truly feel that, though. I think, it, I think it's that important to make... So I saw this with Paul and Gene. You look at them, because I remember being that kid in the Kiss audience and saying... Wow, and and Gene Lee, like look, yeah, you know, stick yeah. his tongue out, and wow, I believe I'm in, I'm right. in, I, right. and we were one, we were one, right, yeah. and that brought me a long way, and all this—that's what makes me want to do it every night. It's that's like, wow. really true because if you think about it, all that stuff that they're doing, it's like showing so much enthusiasm for for what they are and for the music they're making and for life in general. For life, for and life, it's man. like an enthusiasm means uh, full of God. That's, Isn't that that's really well put you know yeah. well that's what it, that literally like uh, enthusiasms like comes from like latin it means like full i did of, so that's actually the definition <clears throat> it means full of god like yeah wow. yeah and full of life full of hope full, yeah. yeah that's and that's what music should do dude right. that's what music should do and that's yeah. that's what i'm getting to with this whole thing those guys kiss maiden yeah they made me want to get full of life they brought life to me i full guess you know it, it yeah. brings me to life but then like gene then in an interview will go it's all about the you know you can yeah. do the vote yeah. but like but really but in, we all in know but in truth he's full of spirit it's all tongue-in-cheek it is it's, it's all tongue-in-cheek yeah. because, because obviously like you you like 
you'll you'll know them by their works yeah you know and by his works it's like come on it's like so much love and enthusiasm is coming out of that you know and that's a facade organization and he'll say yeah he'll say no he'll say no that's not about yeah oh no it's just about the money quit being a hippie or whatever you know like but really it's come on you and even if he doesn't realize that it's right thank you for doing that for me i don't know if you realized you did that yeah but it's still that portrayed that and it came to me like that that's the way i took it I, I just want to thank you. And I've said that to him many times. Yeah. Just thank you for being there. Well, we're, we're all, we're like, we, you know, the whole phrase, we are vast, we contain multitudes. Yeah. It's like we can like pretend we're these limited beings, but really they're like, each of us has like an ocean yeah. inside. You do, and you do. You just you open know. it up. And don't be afraid. You said before, courage. Yeah. Don't be afraid to open that up, that right. ocean. And that's the truth. That's what this music thing is, man. Yeah. yeah it's an ocean. It's it an is. Ocean. So you were saying it's I'm just, I cut you up, but we just went, we went off on the the '80s thing. Oh no! So then that was just a comment, but yeah. my, I'll, I mean I can ask a million questions. Yeah. I'll just ask one is, and if you're okay to talk about this, is the touring with Pantera. Loved it. And oh, And then. And every like interview you hear is like Dimebag was the sixth member of Anthrax, and he helped save your career. Yeah. Just. Dime Talk was there. about that whole... Well, funny, because I'm playing Dime Bash on Thursday. You know, Rita called me up, and, and, oh. and I'm playing with Grohl and everyone. Well, just having a jam. Scott wow. We're just having this jam, and it's going to be Pantera and stuff. And just celebrate. Um, again, those are the, the... I call them... Those are the, the crazy times for Anthrax, because we were a little lost about what... It was a weird scene. It was a weird scene, what was going on then. You right. know, what was going on in those, that... And music and metal. So... What do you uh, mean? Pantera was it. They were carrying the flag of metal. Let's right. face it. In those days, Pantera. And we were friends with them. They were, you know, longtime friends and just great people. Great people. And they asked us to come on tour. And to be really honest, that was the scariest tour I've ever had because I remember <laughs> I love these guys, but drinking, I, we were never big drinkers, Anthony. Yeah, you guys were sober but people. Not you guys even were like sober. We just of... never had that. We never, never yeah. drank until that tour. <laughs> Dimebag literally taught me how to drink whiskey. Uh. Now, rest his soul and I love this man like no other man is that was an angel on the earth and mm-hmm. I, I'm not a lot of people say how great he was that was an angel I, I believe his talent was again we're going deep with with the sea of music mm-hmm. that guy his he had so much more to give and that's right. why um, I'm just sorry that that's not still here yeah. um, but rest in, peace. He, rest in peace but Dimebag became the sixth member of Anthrax uh, just because it was so close and I remember Charlie was very close with Dime. They would talk all the time. And Charlie said, and he just brought up to, hey, would you play in one of the songs? Just send it over. Literally sent it over, done. And, and then a couple of records on, it was just like, um, like what, would, what would you want to do this? Huh? I need a new TV. So we bought him this huge TV mm. and he played on the record. You know, it'd just be one of those, those great I things. I love deals like that. It, it, was, <laughs> it was all one of those great, but he'd come back. Let me tell you something, those songs would come back mm. and your mouth would be on the floor with that lead. It's like, what the hell was that? How, where did that did come he get from? Credit? Oh, I don't think he could have. I don't. I don't care. I would give it to him. It doesn't matter. I don't think he wanted. I don't think he's. He want. He doesn't want to be bothered with that because he just wants it for the love. Dime was about love. Dime was about love. Talk about music, love. Mm-hmm. That man, rest his soul, was all about the the music. Mm. All about the music it was love. And talk about Die Hard Kiss fans, man. He'll, yeah, he's he was the ultimate. Right. Him and Vinny, I have to say, those those brothers, they are sorely missed mm. in, in, in music and not just metal, mm. just music. And on the earth is people. They yeah. were great people. I don't know if you ever met them before. Never did. Dude, they the just they're just the best vibe. Uh-huh. I mean, we've gotten in a lot of trouble around the around the world drinking and stuff like that. Yeah. But those are the best times. 
Yeah. Those are the best times. Fun, yeah. great living times. You know yeah. what I mean? Uh-huh. Those are really living. Yeah, that got us there. I remember one time we were in a casino. Anthrax would tour with the Pantera. Am I telling too many stories? No. Oh, bro, I'm sorry. this is great. Oh, are you kidding? So, You're kidding. Uh, I didn't even get the axle yet. Oh, yeah. <laughs> a lot of good ones. So we're, we're on a tour with Pantera, and it, this was the protocol pretty much every night. We go there. <clears throat> Anthrax played the show. Dimebag would come on the stage with a, a, a tray full of black tooths, which would be Crown Royal and Coca-Cola. Mm-hmm. So shots, right? So he stopped our show. He stopped our show. We'd have to do it. And this is before... I mean, before the night started, before the Pantera show or anything. So, so we'd, be go- we'd be good there, right? So then we watched the show and drink during the Pantera show. After the Pantera show, go back. They had these uh, uh, cases loads of Taco Bell mm. everywhere. Taco Bell everywhere. Oh, it's okay. just everybody in, in the arena Taco felt like, Bell. dude. And so it was great. It was, it was a great diet of whiskey and Taco Bell. Oh, every, nice. This was every night. Yeah. So after the Taco Bell, everybody's buzzed. Diane would say, let's go to a casino. Dude, the local casino, they had it picked out already. Every, just about, I swear to God, man, it's almost every night. So we'd be, and loaded going in. We were loaded, bad, bad, bad. I mean, we're all farting, everything, because yeah. Taco Bell Taco is just Bell, disgusting. Drunk, anyway. So we smell like motherfuckers. Right? It just smells disgusting. <laughs> so there's, there's booze and shit everywhere, right? So we're, we're, you know, we, so we get to the casino, and we're taking over like blackjack tables and stuff, all of us together. You know, they, they're serving us non, nonstop. We're betting so heavily on these stupid, I mean, they're stacks of money being bet. Ridiculous, right? Mm-hmm. Liquor. We, well, what happens is the, the bosses come up what do you call them, the pit bosses yeah. can I help you with anything sir Diamond goes Yo, get, get me some McDonald's the dude had McDonald's delivered to our, our, our table mm-hmm. and we were eating McDonald's playing blackjack at this casino I, I ne- I'll never forget that <laughs> and then when Diamond lost all this money they had to carry I remember this one specific time they had to carry him out he goes, oh, you're done, took all my money. Now you want me to leave? I remember they were carrying him out because he had to leave. People wanted the table. So it was one of my favorite times. Good times in Pantera. Great, That's amazing. Great souls, great souls. What casino was that? Midwest. <laughs> There's a lot of Midwest casinos that you don't know about. Yeah. Oof, good, but good times. Yeah, man. when I went back to Ohio, they, all of a sudden in Cleveland, they had casinos and Dude, shit like that. there's casinos everywhere now. It's like, what and, the fuck? Totally <laughs> dangerous. And then, you know, yeah. then you get back on the bus after the casino. And you wake up the next morning in the parking lot of the next show, and I'd be in the well, you know, the bus on the floor, mm-hmm. in the well, and just everything all over, you got Taco Bell, everything over your mouth, is, oh, and it was just, you have to get up for the next day. Yeah, and but that, how do you deal with it the next day? It, like, it was pain, so much it was pain. pain. I, I have to be really honest, that was the scariest tour. So when I came home off that tour, I was gray. I, like, the color yeah. gray, I look gray. My wife, and she looked at me and goes, Oh, no, 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 no. She was not having it. So I literally just cut it right there. And I mean, yeah. I'm not sober, but I, I had to cut just drinking for like a couple of months after that. Yeah. It, was, it was rough. I, I'm not prepared for that. Those guys are pros with that. And I couldn't, I couldn't keep I, it. I don't drink. Yeah? Yeah. I, can't, I, can't, I don't do it. Not really. Does it not work for you at all? It doesn't really work. Yeah. I support I, I w- that. You know, I yeah. wish it did, but. No, if it either works or it doesn't. See, I'm not a drinker, though. I'm not I mean, like, I could make it work here and there, but yeah. then there's always going to be that time when it just goes off the rails, and I'm like, wait, how did I get here? What, what, What's going on? And you know, yeah, and that, that stands in the way. It yeah, stands in the way that stands of in life way. now. Yeah. Like, look, not to be a party pooper or anything, but now, I mean, for me, a couple of drinks gets me good. I yeah. mean, if I went, it's in a night out. And then it takes me three days later to get to recover. I mean, it's, it's if I have a night out, yeah. I'm like, you know, I'm beat up the next day. There's no way. My new addiction is kava. Ka- I go to this really? kava bar. You uh, like kava? 
I do. Why don't I like kava? Because I've tried it. My wife's a vegan. Na- it's nasty. <laughs> My wife's a vegan, so I've tried disgusting, it. It's disgusting. Like, and, and why are you into this? Well, it's just cause it's expensive and it's disgusting. Cause and that's it's why like, you like And that's why I like about it. <laughs> you need to drink a lot. Of it. <laughs> really? Yeah, yeah. A lot. And it makes you puke, too, sometimes. So it's great. So, is that, so you drink enough to make you puke? I have. Uh, and so what does it know. do for you? What, what well, it just gets you a little high. Does it's it? Just, yeah, it's just like a, you know, it's kind of like... A lot, a lot of times people in kava bars are like, you know, like ex-drunks that can't drink oh, okay. anymore. And so they're just kind of pretending so that's kava. Thing. It's yeah. a new thing. It's a root, right? It's a root, yeah. yeah. It's actually pretty cool. I, I actually how, like it. Like how many does it take you to get feel good? I don't know. Probably about 23. No, I'm just yeah. kidding. Like about like though. four of them. No. You know, you I need like. I went with you once. I had like six it? or seven. Yeah. I did nothing. It oh, was so just, nothing. It's just like oh. brutal to chug it down. So yeah. how does it? Easy. Does it hurt the stomach or anything? Because I have nah, it's all, it's all right. It's all right. All right. Yeah, but if uh, if you're ever in the East Village, man, and you want to go, I'll you know dial me up. I will. I'll take you to the Kava Bar. <laughs> I'll try it. It's on Tenth Street. I'll try it. So it's yeah. an actual Kava Bar. Yeah, there's a Kava Bar right. there. Yeah. Is it a strong Kava? Is it like you yeah, know, to get you really messed up? Or? Yeah. Well, it doesn't get you messed up. All right. Just gets you mildly, I don't know, euphoric or whatever. I don't know. All right. It's I, all right. You know what I, a couple of, you know, this allergy pill, what is, what is it called? This is strong allergy pill. I had some kind of reaction last week, uh, two weeks ago, and my doctor gave me this allergy pill. And I, dude, I swear to God, that was one of the craziest and best highs I've ever had in my oh, life. Oh, really? And I took one a day. Sudafed? What's that called? No, what was it called? It was something Q, Q, U, it was something off uh, over the counter but i never heard of it before i didn't mm. ask the pharmacist for it but let me tell you something it was legal and it, it was just it f- made me feel like i was all right everything's okay and it, it really wasn't like bad a bad high mm. no bad for the day after nothing bad do you ever use psychedelics no you? no yeah i do sometimes yeah, what, yeah. like what like mushrooms like shrooms, microdose but i like to microdose how's that you just take a little piece and it just kind of like how do you know? How do you know a little piece, though? That's my question. Just I mean, like, because I'm a scientist. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so you experiment. <laughs> I like to know how you pick that up, though. That's. <laughs> I like to see. Yeah, you're just like, yeah, that looks about right. <laughs> and that's it. It's like shaman stuff. You just like break off a piece, and you're like, yep, that's what the universe wants me to take. Oh, that's it. Because it came you know? out that way. Yeah, because oh, it, it came, came out, out that way. way, and it broke off of that piece. That's called science. I like that. Yeah. You're just letting it flow. And yeah. that helps? Does that, does that get you good to a good place? I, I, you know, there's all kinds of studies about how it helps with depression and all this other stuff. Oh. It's like, I think it's, I think it's beneficial. Then like now, like it's definitely becoming legitimate now. I mean, I think it's legal in Colorado. Oh, so not, it's not legal here. Nothing's legal not nothing. here. Weed isn't even legal here. But I, I just saw that nothing getting into politics. Como's trying to really make it happen this year. We'll see what happens. Are they better? He's, he says he's I mean, really it's ridiculous trying. at this point. Yeah, it, it's like I mean, LA's having a good time. Come on, right? I mean, like it's legal in North Dakota. Yeah. Get with it, have New York to, City. What the fuck, dude? Have you been to Colorado? <laughs> yeah, of course. Dude, have, just on the one highway, you get high by uh, driving on the highway. You get high. It's yeah. like, whoa, that smells so good. It, <laughs> yeah. I, I love the I love the smell of weed. I have yeah. always since. But in New York, you smell it everywhere. Yeah. I smelled it coming here from like nine a.m. Have you ever? <laughs> do you smoke weed? I can't. Yeah, it gets me gets me too paranoid. Paranoid, yeah. Me too. Yeah, but I still smoke it here and there. I I find it like, in terms of the right songwriting, like yeah. if you get like your you know all your things set up and you're ready to record, you smoke a little bit of a joint or something, and then 
it helps. It does. Is it? Does it open you? What does it make yeah, you feel? Yeah, it just yeah. kind of like opens. I mean, I don't need it, yeah. like, but I'm just saying as a creative tool, it's definitely... That's interesting. But then like the uh, the flip side of it is like it makes you self analyze like in a in i think kind of a negative way like if i post something on social media then i smoke a joint or something i'll be like why the fuck did i post that so, like so you second guess you start, you second you second, it, it creates a lot of second guessing wow that's the negative side but if i just ignore that i know that's coming and i'm like okay that's here oh, so you accept it you accept it yeah, yeah and yeah. then you just use it for the creative thing and as long as you're not like perma stoned right i think it's fine so does it does it make you second guess the song too the creativeness no, of the song. No, no, no. Okay, that's good. No, that so it doesn't interfere fine. with that. That's that good. part's fine. Good. Yeah, no, that, it doesn't fuck with that. It's more just like who you are as a person. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're a pretty good artist, but you're a shit person. <laughs> that's actually good. If it makes yeah. you realize that you yeah. are. <laughs> it's like, this is truth serum. It's the truth yeah, serum right here. Exactly. You're a yeah. shitty person. Yeah. Right? <laughs> that's good, though. I'm learning a lot today. Actually, I go home and become yeah. a weed head. Yeah. I would love that. All of a sudden, you're 420, bro. <laughs> <laughs> the next Anthrax album is a big weed leaf on the cover. <laughs> this open me up. It, yeah. Second second guess is the name of it. Second guess. Second guess. <laughs> That's not bad. Ah, see. Yeah. C create. It's good. Good you stuff. You gonna go? You gotta. You have an Axel question? Oh no, Axel. no. I mean, we could go to the A and A. &A. But if you have any Axel stories, please. I mean, you, you, you know, guys toured with them I, a little bit. Um. No, we've did, we've done shows. I know Slash. He's a great dude. Um. Axel, the only time I've met Axel, remember the Palladium back here? I mean, yeah. was it the Palladium or was it, what was the place on 13th Street? What's still around? What's um, it called? Palladium. Oh, the Ritz. The mean? Ritz, yeah, the Ritz. Webster Hall now. Were you there? Were you the there? Ritz. No, I wish. I was there. Oh, Webster Hall. Yes. That's when I was, I was at that show oh and mm. went backstage and met all those because I was, that was a great, great oh, time. Right. That was one of the best. Yeah. yeah. So we knew, and we went back and um, I talked to Axel. He's a really nice guy. Mm -hmm. I mean, that was way back then. But I haven't seen him since then. I mean, he's a you know he's a recluse and stuff, and he's famous, and I'm he not. He still so. rocks, man. He is, dude. Hey, again, dude, I went and saw them even before like Slash rejoined and all that. Yeah. Like, I, and I thought it was gonna be like, oh, this is gonna be kind of goofy. Where where did I go? Some kind of big festival out here. I can't remember which what it was called, but. And it was with the three new guitar players. Yeah, it yeah. was that version. Yeah. Bumblefoot, Bumblefoot, Fortis, that. And probably Buckethead. And, and I was like, it rocked. It was yeah. it's so fucking good. Yeah. It was like, holy shit. Well, I'll tell you something about Axel. Did you see them with ACDC? Yeah, I saw them at the Oh, yeah, me too. I was there. Dude, Axel that blew me away. Yeah. I, I, he did the songs like they should be sung, right? Yeah. The older songs, right? Didn't he sound like them? Yeah, yeah Bon Scott. Dude, he sounded like Bon for a yeah. while, and he paid tribute to it. And you know what's great about Axel, what he did there? He stayed, he knew it was Axel's, I mean, it was Angus's show. It's right. Angus's Angus band, right? Yeah. He stayed back and let Angus be the front man, yeah. right? You know what I mean? Yeah. I love that he just, I, yeah. I, I tipped my hat to him. I said, man, because it's Angus's band, <coughs> Axel stayed back and was just a singer. And I found that so so cool to watch that yeah. from a, and and he knew everything he, the the little parts the nuances of, of the vocal styles that the mm. bond did he really cared I, I I really I thought that was great yeah. I, I thought he was going to do the record with them the new record but apparently um, he's, back. he's back so um, but whatever I'm I'm a diehard AC good. guy so it's all yeah. everybody wins so yeah. you know and but um as far as Axel but you know Slash. Speak about altitudes and attitude. We did a tour with them with mm -hmm. Slash's solo group. Oh, you did? Awesome. With Miles Kennedy? With Miles. Miles, dude, 
He's awesome. I'm know. friends with him. On, on, we almost we got him to, to do the I really want to have him on. I'll, I'll talk. To, I'll, I'll text him and tell him I did it today. Yeah. So um, he's a great dude and uh, we're, we're fellow stomach sufferers, so we, we understand a lot. He's a, he's a great that band is rocking. Slash's band, they're mm -hmm. rocking. And Slash, you know, it's funny. You've always known Slash is a great guitar player, yeah. but I think until you're on the side, you know, he turns his cabinets behind the, the band. Uh -huh. Like it's it's covered. It's not coming out on the stage. Right. It's behind. So I was right next to it one day, and I just couldn't believe the stuff that was coming out of there. How great and how on he was. He was just yeah. so on and fluent. Yeah. You know, he's just a fluent guitar player, and you you don't really I mean, you know he's a god of guitar, yeah. but. My God, he's good. He's, he's good. on Ozzy's new song too, I think. I heard. Didn't he write part of it too? I don't. I don't know. But yeah. then the solo comes, and it's just like it's so. I don't know. Identifiable yeah. and classic yeah. already. It's like <laughs> that's genius. Yeah, that's that's the great thing about Slash. He throws. He's a throwback, mm -hmm. right? He, he has he's so many in influences that yeah. come out in his playing. You know, you just hear yeah. it. It's great. It's and you don't have a lot of that anymore. You no. don't. You just don't. And I'm I'm glad that's around. So. He, he he deserves all the accolades he gets. I wonder if he gets sick of wearing that hat all the time, though. That would be know. my first question. Let's think about that. If you if you wear the hat and then you go home and there's a check for two million dollars, oh, you I'm gonna put that hat. You know, on. good point. <laughs> you know, you, ma you make a fair point, Frank. I'll, I'll wear the I'll wear the hat. Let me wear the hat once. Yeah. <laughs> let me wear that hat just once. I'll but uh, let, let me ask you about uh, Cliff Burton because yeah. he was a big hero of mine yeah. too. Awesome. And I started team. out as a bass player, by mm -hmm. the way. That's why I like. And that. you left the club. Um, you left the club of bass and you I, went to guitar. Yeah, I went to I went I left the club. That's all right. You're yeah. Always welcome I back. I became a singer songwriter, but I still play bass. I have a Fender Tele bass. Oh yeah, yeah, like That's, a '78 Fender. Tele don't lose bass. that because they're hard to get now. The nah, good ones, like it's good a ones. good one. Did you ever refret it and all that stuff? Or I don't, I don't. Don't. Think That's so. what I'm saying. Leave yeah. it. Leave it alone because no, somebody will screw it up on you. Yeah, it is what it is. Yeah, leave it be. It only does it. one thing. It just does bass. Uh. It's got that big old thick pickup in it. Uh, you, want, you want to sell it? Maybe. It's worth a lot. <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> no, uh, but Cliff, um, you know, growing up in this thrash metal movement, as we talked about, um, we toured a lot together. Metallica, Anthrax, and even the early days, it was a lot of tours together. We did. We were on the tour that Cliff passed on, right. unfortunately. So on that tour, it would be Anthrax opening for Metallica. Watch them every night. And in those days, you know, you used to have the catering room mm -hmm. where the bands get together. So you eat dinner together. But after the show, you, after, you know, after the Metallica show, we'd all get together back there, uh, back in the catering room again, have food before we go on the buses. You know, and those are the days of the tour buses. They weren't really, they were more like regular buses with big windows that they covered up with like some kind of wood or cardboard wood. Mm -hmm. It wasn't strong at all. Long story short, that's how Cliff died because he, he uh, went through that. So um, right. with, with the bus. So... Uh, one, one that's vivid in my head that always stands up when you talk about Cliff the one thing that always hits me hard it's we used to have this thing after catering after their show um, we would say uh, after we go back to our buses we're on our way back to our buses and one of us would say to each other hey maybe I'll see you later and one, the other guy would say yeah maybe I will There's something stupid like that we mm -hmm. just do something the last thing I remember Cliff I said it that night hey he's on his way out hey maybe I'll see you later and the last thing I remember, turning around as he's leaving, yeah, maybe I will. And that look right at the I'm giving you right there, for the corner of my eye, that was the last vision I have of Cliff in my head. Damn. And that it's almost scarred in, and it breaks my heart. It gives me chills. Uh, and then a bunch of hours later, we were on, this, we were on the same path that they drove uh, on that horrible night. Mm -hmm. And um, we heard, uh, uh, we came to the same hotel, and we heard the horrible news. We didn't, nobody Fox believed it. Head. It was just horrible in every way. 
But uh, those buses weren't built. The guy obviously fell asleep. But those those buses weren't made for impact anyway. In yeah. any in any way. Yeah. So um, they, they literally, you sit, put it this way: you're in a bunk, yeah. and there's still glass there, but they kind of covered it with like this. I don't know if it was like thicker cardboard wood. It was. It couldn't have been this thick. Plywood. That, plywood, maybe not even that thick of plywood. Right. And so nothing was defending us. You yeah. know what I mean? So unfortunately, when you hear that, it's like, oh my god, you know. And guy fell asleep. You know, bus driver fell asleep. Blah blah mm-hmm. blah. Whatever happened, it's just a horrible, horrible thing. So, and then that that whole thing just. You know, it, there'll never be another cliff. Talk no. about that guy. Innovator. He's amazing. Innovator. He played like with a wah-wah pedal, didn't he? Like, like nobody. Like nobody yeah, could. Like he was amazing. It, it, and, it, you know, it's, you know, Morley. You know, Morley. Uh, the, yeah, the wah pedal. They, you have that? No, I don't have that one. Dude, have they have the clip one. one. Check oh, that one do? out. And I'm, I'm doing a commercial for them right now. But I'm telling you, it's oh, totally boy. worth it. It's, it's awesome. Really? I just got it. I've been writing some anthrax stuff the, with it. For the bass or it, just? You, but I use it on guitar. That's uh, what I'm saying. So you could use it on guitar. Morley Cliff Burton. It, just try it. It's, it's okay. really, it's nice. It's touchy. You know what yeah. I mean? It kind of, you have control over it, which I love. Yeah. It doesn't pop anywhere. Right. Uh, so just give it a shot. And, okay. Uh, Morley just gave it to me. Great company. Great That's company. Cool. So, so long story short with, with, um, with Cliff, those days, I think another guy way too soon, way too soon, had a lot more to give. Right. And, you know, I, I would love to. Yeah, he was like a kid still. Dude, I mean, come on. Was he 23? Yeah. 23. Like so, I think about how much more Cliff had to give. In, <laughs> and he was a writer in, 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 uh, in Metallica also. Right. So how would that have shaped Metallica? Not, not the Metallica, they have their fame. They're huge. Yeah. But I would, just as a fan, just as a Metallica yeah. fan, what would that have sounded like? I'm sure everybody thinks that. Yeah. But for me as a fan, it's like, wow, I wonder what, what, what he brought for bass too. Yeah, well, he had a Jimi Hendrix vibe. Totally. Like, you know, that innovative, like, just alien presence, like, just that, I don't know, something about him. And he didn't care. He didn't care what anybody thought. He was his own person. Mm -hmm. I mean, look, he had the bell bottoms on, all that stuff. Jean jacket, dude. That was in a metal band. Think about how cool that, how cool is that? That's what made him so cool. Stood out, and he did a bass solo, which kicked ass with that that pedal. Think about it, man. Nobody was doing that. No. Nobody. He was an innovator. So he was. Yeah, people ask me about him because they know you know we toured and all that stuff. And all I could say was I just wish I could have heard what he has coming out now. You know because I know it would have been above and something different than everybody else heard. You know that's why do you think the universe takes away like some of these people that are just like, you know like Hendrix, Cliff Burton, like Don't these ha- people that are just like yeah. so great and or Basquiat and painting yeah. just like. You want to think there's somewhere, somewhere where all these people are gathering, all these yeah. spirits are gathering, and that's my hope, right? Because we're all, you know, you get older, whatever you want to believe. But I, I kind of want to have hope somewhere and say, mm-hmm. wait, you, you want to kind of hang, hang out in that club. Yeah, Neil Peart's up there with Neil, Cliff Burton right now. Imagine that jam. Yeah, dude. Got like, Yo, dude, I've already got my wah set up. I've been up here longer than you. I'll show you all the you restaurants. Know. I'll show you all the restaurants later. Yeah, that, that would be so Get behind cool. that kit. We've been waiting for you, bro. <laughs> Look, I got this. Just play it like this. Jimmy, yeah. turn the guitar down. <laughs> Jimmy, too loud again. Yeah. Miles, dude, you know, that. stop being so moody. You're in heaven. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, think about that. You got Jim Morrison singing, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Anything, you know. Yeah. Pete Moon gets on the drums for yeah. a little while, and th- think yeah. about all of that. So all the yeah. greats yeah. that you want, because me and that this is my fantasy land. I always think like, there's this place that all these people are gathered, these spirits somehow, and maybe when we all go away, mm-hmm. maybe that's where we go. Yeah. It's my hope anyway. You know, that's my hope. It, it gives us drive. It gives me drive to do something yeah. great on the earth to to carry over. 
Like, yeah. you, you know, it's like, what'd you do? Oh, I carried this over, so let's, let's try it here. You and know? to know it's coming, so it's just kind of like, let's dig into each day. Dude. You know, like each day, it's like each day, it's all about just each day. You get you it. Know? Like, you get it. Each day, just do the best you can today. That's it. You and know, because so, like, you don't know about tomorrow. And you don't I, know. Nothing's guaranteed. You know, I learned that a long time ago. Yeah, I, I learned that a long time ago. And um, yeah, with life and death, like you could be alive one day. My, my brother passed. With your brother, my brother was per- murdered. So I right. learned that day. In fact, you know, it's funny. Yeah. It's not funny, but I wrote this new lyric that I haven't heard Missy. Yet. I haven't made Missy here. This new song I have, and it had to do with my mother holding my mother that night as we saw my brother's body on the floor mm. uh, covered up it looks like a, it looks like a, a crime scene it was a crime scene mm-hmm. but i it's all about that feeling what what i couldn't convey to him in, in words i think i finally got the words you wow. know what i mean what's the line i know the first line is i know your world is torn apart mm-hmm. uh can't pretend that i can heal your heart mm-hmm. i don't know what it all means uh mm-hmm. but i'm not the enemy uh, right i know what you want i want the same that's the first verse that's beautiful man oh well coming from you that's like really beautiful because it's also it speaks to god confusion in a family structure too and just sort of like trying to overcome family dysfunction in the face of grief yeah it all it has all that in that those lines you just said yeah it's it's very that it's It's very that yeah very touching yeah thanks man It, it, it hits home yeah, because all you want to just Gonna try to make, make her feel better. I don't want. <laughs> I don't want to do that, bro. Like, <laughs> yeah, I just, I just wanted to make her feel better. Yeah, and that's beautiful. Yeah, and I couldn't, you know. And I think again, music has its way of doing that. Yeah, you know, uh, and bringing this emotion out and saying, "Look, I can't heal you, but I'm here. Yeah, I'm here. I'll be with you through this journey, whatever it is." And that's kind of what it is. Whatever, whatever it takes to get you to a better place. Yeah, I'll be here. Yeah. And uh, that's what I wanted her to know, and that's kind of the I wanted to convey through lyric. And I think lyric can do that. I think good songs and good lyrics and can just make you feel something. God, that's like a that. beautiful. Oh. Don't ever doubt that oh, lyric, oh, dude. <laughs> like if that's the one you're talking about, like is this too personal? No. Yeah, that was personal. Yeah. No, that was it. that's I, not. I, I that's just, thank not you for that. Too personal. I appreciate you saying that's that. Yeah. Great. Because I was questioning. Like, I was like, no, man, is this dude, too rough? It's gonna mess people up. <laughs> no, it's gonna mess people up in a good way because oh, it's gonna help other people heal. Yeah, that's what I want to do. Yeah, uh, yeah, because you, you get it. We were talking about this before. I just want yeah. to make people—they're having a rough one, man. Let's, let's, we can get this. We can get this. Yeah, you know, just uh, there's another way to look at it. You know, that's really yeah. wonderful, dude. Oh, thank like, uh, I was gonna say something. I can't remember what I was gonna say now, but we were talking about the altitude. We were talking <laughs> yeah, about the altitude. Yeah, where did you meet uh, Dave? I mean, obviously Dave, touring I with Megadeth. Yeah, with Megadeth. Yeah. Well, Dave and I have been doing tours forever and we you know we were the bass players of two metal groups in yeah. this in this genre thing so we've always had um camaraderie Megadeth. yeah megadeth and anthrax we toured together a lot and we were doing a lot of bass um clinics together and um and bass Ma- clinics Nam and stuff like well, that yeah we don't you know you um they a company like your bass company like Hardkey, my bass company yeah a guitar company esp uh-huh. they want to promote their gear so they yeah. ask you to go do bass clinics in front of a crowd so you invite them in, and, like and they hopefully sell some guitars and basses mm-hmm. and and and, um, and amps. So we do that, and we do it around the country, and we're yeah. quite successful with Dave and I doing it. So we're playing jams. Dave and I would get together at the end of these things, and Dave and we were jamming, having fun. And he, after one of these things, he said, "Why don't we just start writing songs so we could start doing this stuff?" Mm-hmm. And, and at these clinics, those songs became 
uh, altitudes and attitudes. That was his idea. It was his, his idea to, to uh, starting to work together. Yeah. So I just started. And coming. you were already writing songs. I was already right? writing. I was already writing, and I started. What do you think about this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And everything's like yeah. Uh, and then it just became, and then he, he came in with a few things, and it all worked out. And then we brought it to Missy and Robert, and thankfully they, they dug it, and it, uh, it all worked out that way with Megaforce. So, and then we did some great touring. We had some fun. Not, I don't think we, sh we should have done more touring, uh, but it's just our, our schedules. He's, he's got his own thing, and he's doing a solo thing that he's doing now, Dave, which um, I don't want to get in the way of. So uh, it's, it's not as easy to tour as you, as you think now, as, yeah. a, as, an, as a starting up band. Right. So uh, it's in a, we did the van thing. We did a run of the states. We did a van thing. That was fun, uh, but again, our schedules are pretty crazy. But I like to do. It. So now I'm diving into like, and I, this is what I wanted to talk to you about. I'm diving more into like the solo thing. Mm -hmm. uh, just more of the same. I'm writing songs. Yeah. Just not it. Just maybe putting my name on it. Yeah. Right. Taking that step again. The courage thing comes into yeah. You know, uh, revealing that, and this has always been me. Yeah. But how about how does that happen? And yeah, uh, and, well, maybe it, like also if you're going to do solo, then it kind of gets away from the metal thing too. Probably, absolutely, it's not metal; it's, it's more more rock, more, like the altitudes and attitude. Yeah. It would be more, but that still has a metal vibe. To yeah, it too, yeah, it, it right? does, and this is this is more rock and roll. Yeah, this is more rock and roll for sure. Because I feel like I that's where you're going more, like more towards there. That's exactly, you know, it. like solo wise, why not? Why not? I, I've I mean, always I grew like, up on that stuff, dude. Yeah, and plus you are a really great songwriter, oh, so it's like that's, that's coming from you. Thank that's you. That's so what much. that's what matters. Yeah, thank you, you know when you're doing that kind of shit. Yeah, like, and, and just again, let it go. And, see and if you goes. want to tour by yourself, you know you could do it. How is that? Can I ask you that? Can I yeah. pick your head on that? So how is that? How do you tour on your own? How do you go out and do runs? What do you mean, like how? Like, like you're just doing, you just book gigs and stuff. Well, like I got that. a booking agent. Yeah, and all I, oh, that. so do I. and then I'm saying from within you. Yeah, just. You get a band together? No, yeah. I go play. I do solo. I I, do, I use like a. You don't you have know, anybody. Not lately. Okay. Lately, I've been like embracing the solo performance thing again, this and, is I, great. and I use wow. a looper. Like I do some live looping. I paint live too. I'm a painter. You paint live. Yeah, I paint. Like I I put a loop on, or like I'll make a loop and then I'll sing. Like there's a couple songs I have that just have one chord progression or something, and then I can sing and paint at the same time. So I do like performance art. This type is stuff awesome, like that. man! Wow, this yeah. is true art, though. That's yeah, true art. You're you're an artist. Yeah. So how does that how does that it's like when you're done with a painting? Will you will you be done that night like a song? Yeah, yeah. You know, I'll you be, be done? done within one song. Wow. Yeah. See, that's crazy. Yeah. I like and to then, see that. When are you playing? Yeah. I um. Well, actually, my next show is, uh, I think it's going to be February 6th at this museum called Photographiska. It's in oh, um, Par York, Park yeah. Avenue and 21st Street. Oh, all right. It's a new museum, and they're going to give me the top floor to like fuck around with for like 10 days where I'm going to just go up there and like paint and like do all kinds of weird stuff. Wow, you going? Like, yeah, yeah. And then, I'll probably film it. And then I'll we're going to go. film it. I'll go. Yeah. Yeah, and then yeah, if I can get in, I'll, I'd love we'll to. Sure, yeah, of course, we'll dude. Sure to, yeah. I would love to come. That'd be yeah, awesome. That would be awesome. Sure, man. That yeah, sounds love, great. Love for come you to come. I'd love to. I'd love to. I'd come and jam. Yeah. Do whatever you want. Yeah, get you on bass or something or do, just do something. I'll do whatever you want. Yeah. I think this is great. That's why I keep experimenting with yeah, different people, it, too. You know. And so, yeah, like that's basically it. I mean, it's basically, you know. And then sometimes I'll have a band too. Like I'm in a band with Peter Buck from REM yeah. called, called Arthur awesome. Buck, and we and we toured as like a rock band with like you know five piece rock. Band. So that, that gets, that's feeling that that gets it out of you. I, I, that. Yeah, yeah, I like that. Great. I like that too. I that's don't fun. always like to do the solo thing, but like lately, like I'm just kind of like sort of 
coming out again in in a way like so it's like doing the solo thing it feels like a return to just sort of back to basics i want to see this it works it works for me right now and it's you know? inspiring too it's in, just to hear this and how you're doing it I yeah like that you know yeah well i could teach you the loop pedal thing too i would love it I that, love that helps learn. with that shit like just to give yourself something to jam can off you teach of. me that i would love to learn how to do yeah it. maybe you have i'll the teach basis you of it, yeah. i'll teach you and al demiola yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i'll do a workshop yeah invite him that you could teach him that night it'll be yeah. great yeah. i would love to learn we'll end that. up all being in a band together. <laughs> aren't you going <laughs> out with Dooley and playing bass in his band i'm playing some some piano i guess piano. and then That's uh yeah yeah and that's then, great and then are, are you doing um, is that a band you and well Dooley? it's uh greg's just putting out a solo album and i'm gonna go um open the the tour awesome is and that then, playing here too I'll, then, I'll definitely come yeah we're gonna tour. do webster hall awesome please let me know i'll, I'll give you my info yeah I'll for definitely, sure because i I would love to hear that. Yeah, and then uh, so I'm going to be opening and then doing like playing in his band. Wow! For a few of the songs, this not, is awesome. Not all of them, does he do any any wig stuff or? I th I don't know if he's going to on this tour, but I think normally he yeah, does because you got to at least one or two on a solo. Yeah. that's he just got that voice, man. He just got that. I just love what he does. Yeah, he hits it. He hits it right on. I've always loved his his yeah. wave lyrically and he, he makes his voice match he's got that yeah. rasp thing going to it i love yeah you know, it's awesome great lyricist great lyricist he, he gets to the bottom well just a unique lyricist too yeah. similar in a way to lou in that like he takes subject matter that isn't typical to rock and roll or right. isn't isn't overtly explored yeah where is he i would say what i don't know greg what is he into is it, uh, what, what is he, oh, what he's kind of music a big, is? big music fan is he a music fan like general yeah yeah just That's really always up on all Prince. Really? Up on all of it. Yeah. Oh, so he is. Okay, great. Yeah, like we hang out and talk about Hall and Oates. Oh, you know, that type of <laughs> shit. I saw Hall and Oates on, <laughs> on the Anthrax Slayer Tour. Uh, There's too many slower stories. I'm sorry for yeah, these yeah. stupid stories. On the Anthrax no. Slayer Tour, this last yeah. one, um, Joey, uh, Joey Belladonna, the Anthrax singer, and myself, um, Slayer's wardrobe person, uh -huh. sweetheart of a girl, Wait, she's, Slayer has a wardrobe person? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And she's awesome. What do they say? Hey, which black shirt do you want to wear? <laughs> Wait a minute. Which nah, chain? I want that other shade of black. Are, are you sure? You Where, wore, no, go deeper black. I, I where does the blood go? What is <laughs> yeah, no, give me the one with the pentagram on it, please. <laughs> Yeah, you so don't want the 666 one? On? No. <laughs> no which, which one? No, give me the upside down cross. <laughs> yeah, they're, 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 they're great friends of mine. I love those I'm guys. I'm just joking. No, no of course. Yeah. But they just ended their career. They just ended it. We just finished their career. Well, they just finished yeah. their, their tour. But um, yeah, that's, um, they yeah. Were, I love those guys. They're great. Yeah. Uh, so long story short, they um, <laughs> a lot of stories are short. Um, their wardrobe girl told us, uh, Joey and I, that uh, Hall and Oates was playing uh -huh. in the city. We were outside the city. We were playing some uh, outside arena thing, whatever. So it's about a half an hour away. And yeah. Hall and Oates, she used to work for them. Yeah. And she had all the ends. And oh we had heard God. this. So Joey and I, right after the Anthrax show, it was like a half an hour. And then Slayer went on. So we had some time before our bus left. So we, give us a call. You know, give a call in. So we went there. It turns out, uh, you know the, the band Train? Yeah, of course. Well, the tour manager of Train apparently is a big Anthrax fan. Mm -hmm. So he, he was our end. He was our end, right? So he got Joey and I from our show. We didn't shower or anything. Came straight mm -hmm. and watched, went to see Hole and Oates. One of the best shows easily, hands, hands down. One Talk of the about. Best bands. Dude, everybody was awesome. Yeah. You know, you ever watch Daryl's House? 
Uh-huh. Dude, you, Dallas, why don't you go on? You should be on Dallas. I want to. Dude, you'd be great on Dallas. Thanks, I'd love to dude. see that. I'm yeah. serious. That would be awesome. Yeah. Uh, just to pick you. I love the way he picks it. Yeah. What he wants. And he and he lets everybody. Is that still going on, though? I he think? just did another season, I heard. Oh, cool. It's coming out. So I love that I'm gonna show. I'm going to try to man. get on it. Dude, you I'm should. I'm going to manifest. Yeah, make that happen. <laughs> yeah. But um, they did every song that you want to hear mm-hmm. the right way. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. They didn't try to hit every note in the world, but they did the the, the harmony, the fifth. You yeah. know, they yeah. did it that way. They did so even if, if, if Daryl didn't feel like he could hit it, ah, you know, yeah. ah, he goes yeah. ah, and just do it lower, and it just sounded so rich. Anyway, yeah. it didn't matter. Doesn't matter. It, it, it was just so good. Yeah. And then of course we wanted to go say say hello to everybody backstage, and don't you know the runner had to go back. I'll run a, our ride a half an hour back because we didn't, we didn't know where the hell we were. Yeah. So they had to go back and we couldn't go backstage and meet those guys. Die and meet them. You know, it'd be cool metal and the yeah. whole thing, you know, the whole notes things. And the train guys. The train deck, that dude could sing. That yeah. dude in train, man. He's amazing. What a Pat. voice. I like, is it Drops of Jupiter? Is that the big Yeah, yeah well, that, no. The, the, their career like went the down, yeah, yeah. And, then, and then they resurfaced yeah. after that. Hey, so I know that's yeah. a, I know that's a guilty yeah. pleasure. Or whatever, you know what? A hit's a hit. A hit's a, a fucking a hit. Good melody, and that's a good hit, dude. Like, good melody. A good song is a good song, <laughs> Look, right? Yeah, well, me, exactly. Virginia, uh, Drops of Jupiter, no, they're they're calling all angels. Yeah. They have yeah. a lot. Yeah, yeah. And plus, I know that guy went through the. You know, he he yeah. he, he dug deep to get there. Yeah, so yeah. Fair He's been through some stuff. Yeah, exactly. I want to see success. More power to you, bro. So it's all good. Yeah, I love that kind of band. So. I keep writing the hits. Do you have like um, any kind of what um, sort of? Do you ever pray or do you have any kind of meditation thing? Do you believe in God or anything? Do oh, you, you do. You do Tim? No, not really. I I do meditate, but usually just like in in yoga, I use the Ho'oponopono prayer yeah. in my head. You do like, the yeah. I I've love you. I'm sorry. Yeah. Please forgive Does that work? Me. Thank you. It works great yeah. for me. TM works for me. And yeah. the only reason why I started to do this is Howard Stern. Right. You know, because he's been forever. And he, I mean, if it could work for Howard, I figured it could yeah. work for me. Work for and he, his whole family, his mother and father got him into it years ago. Right. So I thought that was a great thing to pass on. And I'd like to pass it on to my son. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, 20 minutes in the morning, 20 minutes at night, mm-hmm. it's not so bad. Man. No. You know, and it's not really that in, in depth. No, and the older you get, the it's not not even is it not so bad. It's just a fucking relief to yeah. get away from your dumbass Dude, mind. Totally, and just like not like think. just focusing yeah. on fucking thoughts the yeah. whole time. It's uh, like it's a it's a break from that. So true. Because so it's you, like when you think of like for people who don't meditate, it's like it's a break from your bullshit yeah. ass brain. As your mind and is I'm spinning, like, yeah. you know, yeah. like it's just like just, just stop. I'm not, I'm not trying to like insult you, your yeah. personal bullshit brain. I'm speaking on my own, <laughs> my personal bullshit, my own, right, yeah. my own personal yeah. bull ass. Ass, ass shit it's brain so yeah. <laughs> that's what happens because you're thinking right. so much you, yeah, you're it's like, and you identify with thoughts yeah. but it's like you aren't your thoughts Yeah, how great is that's that that's the thing like you go through the metacognition where you like sort of like who, who, I'm afraid who's afraid who's asking who who's yeah. afraid yeah. <laughs> you keep up leveling and become the witness yeah it's so you true know? You, know, and that, that's, you know that's why look I'm not a proponent I won't say that yeah. I, I just believe it helped me you know, I won't be praising, I won't be preaching this stuff, yeah. but the TM stuff for me, and I tried other, ther- yeah. you know, yoga's great and all that stuff, but it didn't yeah. get me here. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I find this actually works. Yeah. It's weird. Well, yoga is just, the, the idea is it's like preparation for meditation. Right, right. You know, but it's funny because I take group classes and usually everybody just leaps up at the end, like, and then 
goes out, I'm always, almost always the last person in the room. Well, that's what I can't Because that's, yeah. that's my time that's to your meditate. Time. Yeah. And, and I think of it as preparation for meditation. Do they leave you? Do they leave you alone there? Oh, yeah. That's, some... I, I go to a studio that like facilitates meditation. That's like, great. I was there for 15 minutes when it, when it was done. And then finally like at 11 o'clock the person with the you know cleanup thing comes and you get the hint okay yeah, yeah, i gotta yeah. go now but it was 15 minutes <laughs> yeah. later it's fine the problem with my gym is right you know uh, look there's a lot of ladies talking about their husbands and all that stuff mm -hmm. who who cheated on who they're all around me so imagine trying to after your meditation after your, your yeah, yoga they don't let you people talk in those the, you got to go to the good yeah i know that's my, that's my problem thing. because nobody wants to hear your problems and they're right in your ear they mm -hmm. don't care they honestly just don't care they're just yapping away do you pray I do. You, you, I have my I, own thing. I, yeah. I was born Catholic, mm -hmm. but I, I'm not. A, oh my God! I got to be a, uh, at, at, at the church and all mm -hmm. that stuff. I don't. You know, I have my own relationship that yeah. I believe. For me, it doesn't. It doesn't work for everybody. But I don't yeah. need to preach it to anybody. I just have stuff that is an inner, inner soul that I believe yeah. in, an inner, inner, uh, inner love yeah. that I believe in. Yeah, me and, too. Uh, you know, I, I think that's important. Yeah. I try to pass that on to my my son, because I, I want there to be um, hope. Yeah. I think it's important to have hope and um and just there's something there's something better yeah. to look forward to. You know, yeah. whatever you want to believe in. I just think be a good person on the earth. Yeah. This way there's something better paying off. I and mean, whatever you want to believe in heaven, yeah. I don't care whatever it is. Yeah. Just just try to be a good person on the earth. Yeah. Period. And do you feel your brother was still with you? Yeah, I do. I do. Yeah. And I wrote a, that that song I wrote it right. on that on that on that song on that record. Um that was my heart talking to him. Mm -hmm. um, it was absolutely me just saying, um, I know your home. Mm -hmm. I know, meaning heaven, wherever, right. whatever heaven means yeah. to anybody. You're home now, and um, I know I'll see you again. That was some of the lyrics. And I, right. uh, my, my brother, my friend, um, I'll be with you again. That was yeah. probably one of the lyrics, I think, in the end. But um, that was my hope from within me, over all my faith, saying, I believe that I'm going to be with you again somewhere, yeah. whatever you want to see spirits, whatever it is, whatever you want to believe in, but that's my hope. And if it doesn't happen, it doesn't happen. But it gets me through today. Mm -hmm. It gets me through today and it gets me through and it'll get me through tomorrow. Yeah. And so if, if worse comes to worse, if there is no heaven and whatever you want to think, at least he got me through this life yeah. believing and, and with a hope and a kick in my heel. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And just saying, uh, I look, I have something to look forward to, you know, and that's, yeah. that's, I think that's important. You need that in this life. There's not a lot. There's a lot of negativity around us, man. Yeah. You know, politics, whatever you want to think of, homeless. You know, mm -hmm. we live in New York, dude. You know. Yeah. Um, I just, I, I think you need something to look forward to. You do, and you have to like cultivate that state of mind every day. It's you a do. daily practice you to get and, your to get your mind right. And I think that you know, just the TM mm -hmm. meditation. I think that sets you. Because I get up, you know, yeah. and you just get into it 20 minutes and you get back into yeah. it and then get into life. And hopefully you could deal with it, take a little edge off. You know? Well, absolutely. Like if you like, yeah, if you focus your mind first thing into like some positive stuff or yeah. like Ho'oponopono or yeah. TM or like that, it's like it definitely, you can sort of guide yourself in a, in a great direction. Absolutely. And I wasn't that guy forever. Yeah. I mean, I was the angry guy forever. And then believe me, you have to... Yeah. After a lot of therapy and all that stuff, and just that's not the way. It's I mean, funny how this like rock and roll business and touring forces you to confront yourself to, on this level, and almost like you kind of like become this person that gets into these sort of st 
States because in order to like remain on tour and keep doing your job, you have to figure out these like ways to sort of trick yourself into mental health. It is because if you don't have otherwise, that, dude, think dude, about it. Yeah. And then why do people go to drugs? Right. right. You think about it. They, they want to get away. Mm -hmm. I get it. I, I totally, it all yeah. makes sense. Drinking drugs. And that's fine. I'm not, I'm not, look, I'm not advocating. I'm not pulling away from it. My thing is I rather not do that. I rather right. not make that take me away. I rather get another natural way whatever well, it's you want not to sustainable it's not sustainable it's just not sustainable and you, you can sustain it for like totally. maybe a tour you yeah. could sustain and you it you get but the like, rock and roll dude, thing that's fine yeah like fine yeah. but okay. dude it's not sustainable over what? the long haul and then like, what you know it's not gonna work no. for and, you and then i'd rather write then you can't if you do that that mm -hmm. stands in that you've seen this before it stands in the way right of your music yeah. of writing whatever it is but it stands away from writing that next great song yeah that's what i believe you know so it's important man you can't it's 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 right in front of you now, right? Yeah. It's all right in front of you if we want it to be, you know. Yeah. I'm excited to hear what you what you do next in the so, in the solo <laughs> the potential solo Thanks, project. Man. I, I am too. Thank you. I uh, think that's going to be real interesting. Thank You're, you. You know. Yeah, I, uh, I'm more than happy to make you hear it when we get it. I can't wait. Absolutely, thank Dude, you. Dude, thank you for doing this. This is awesome. I had such a great time. This I'm not even saying that. It's been wonderful to is, talk to you, man. I learned a lot today. Honestly, thank you, man. man. This is awesome in a real way. Thank you for having me. Yeah, thank, thank you. This, you. this is awesome. Yeah. Robert. Robert. Peace. Peace and love, y'all. Bye-bye. That was awesome. That was just that was just fun, man. Hi, this is Joseph Arthur. Thanks for checking out Come to Where I'm From. Please support us on Patreon. Patreon.com slash come to where I'm from. We are an independent podcast, and any contributions you can make are greatly appreciated. <laughs>